Good evening, Vacaville. This is a special City Council meeting, November 15, 2023. We're coming to you from the Ulatis Community Center at 6 p.m. Do I have a roll call? Council Member Silva? Here. Council Member Chapman? Here. Council Member Robert? Here. Vice Mayor Wiley? Here. Mayor Carley? Here. If you're able, will you please stand with me for a moment of silence? Will you please join me in the Pledge of Allegiance? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Well, I appreciate you all coming tonight. This is... Um, been a meeting long time in coming and the planning and these do take preparations and uh, different than some of the normal meetings that we will have understanding there's a lot of you who wish to speak tonight and it helps us to know by taking the uh, the ticket on the way in so that we can coordinate our goal is is to let as many people speak as possible and so there's some guidelines that I would like to be able to provide all of you this is, this is the opportunity. This is the best form of government that we have, is, is when we can come together and listen to you and discuss, debate the issues, and come to a resolve. Not everyone will always be satisfied with any outcome, but that is, that is the intent, is that we do get to hear you. And to start with, what I'd like to do is, uh, before we step into the presentation, is make a, an initial motion Normally, our council meetings by our statute and our, our, our code is three minutes. Given the number of you who are going to speak tonight, um, I'm going to motion to suspend the municipal code and council procedure rules establishing a three-minute time limit per person for public comment and decrease the time limit to two minutes per person for purposes of this meeting. And I need a two-thirds vote. Uh, we have a motion. I have a second. We have a second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? So that is an official move. We will, we will do this in two-minute increments. I'll try to do it as orderly as possible. So the other thing that I want to do is just in the sake of people come in and they take a ticket, we don't know how many of you are going to be there. And so I want to make an, another motion, and that is, is to restrict the, the time for public comment to four hours. You know, we don't necessarily need to go four hours, but I'm trying to put some guideline, guidelines into our discussion. Some of these discussions in some places go very long. So with that, um, a motion to suspend the municipal code and council procedure uh, rules establishing, um, it, well, hold on a second, to create a four-hour time limit for public comment. Do I have a motion? Yes, I move. We have a motion. Can I amend that to like three minutes, three hours and 55 minutes? <laughs> Already starting off with some humor, I love it. We have a motion in the second? I'll take back my... No, I'll, I'll like to amend it as well. What would you like to amend? I was, I'll, I'll be serious. Uh, two hours and 30 minutes. 
Well, then we, the only problem with that to do two hours and 30 minutes is we're going to reduce it to one minute per person. Oh. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go to three. Yeah. yeah. What? No, two. What? We've already amended to two. He meant three hours. No, no. So, no I, I'll amend it back to go to three hours so people get a chance to talk. So four. right now it's at four. Motion to approve four. Okay. Do we have a second? She made the motion. That's right. You made the motion. You I'll tried to it. make a friendly amendment, but yeah, time. I appreciate it. Hopefully, we won't be here all that long. So we have a motion and a second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? We have a no. Okay. So we have one one opposed. Did you did you hear that? Okay. Councilmember Stockton is a, is a no. Okay. So the motion does pass. We will limit it to four hours. We may not need it all, right? And it really does come down to all of you. You're afforded two minutes. If your point can be made in less than that, then, then that's the time you need. What I will like to do is, is you all have been, you received a ticket. And when it is time for public comment, you'll be able to come based upon, I'll call you in groups of, of five. And the goal is, is, as you're streaming in, we always have a continuous flow. That, that respects your time as well, so we're not waiting for someone to come and get in line. The honor system is there. Please, please just understand you, you have one opportunity to speak. It's not a second or a third time because something came to you. Hopefully you already came prepared to what your comments are going to be. Uh, and then also I just want to uh, in, in advise us, civility is also important in as much as we, we all want to be heard. If someone is talking over you, then you can't be heard. And so, as I've said before, it's a lot easier if we're civil about the conversations. You can share your, your points and your, your views. This is not a time to be you know, cheering or jeering. We don't need, to, we don't need a, applause to symbolize who's the loudest is, is really the position. We want to hear what you have to say, and you're entitled to have your voice heard. And so that's important here, and, and we take that very serious. So um, again, I hope that we can do this in a way that's very respectful and as a community, we will look back and say this is, this is a good way to engage. And I'm thankful that there is an opportunity to have a large audience here. It shows that people are interested in the issue. So thank you very much. Uh, with that, uh, we will step right into the item, the resolution. Mr. City Manager, do you have a presentation? Yes, thank you, Mr. Mayor, Vice Mayor, members of the council, members of our community. Thank you all for being here today and uh, working with us in our uh, temporary conditions here so that we could get as many of you in to, to join us for this very important discussion. Um, just a couple of housekeeping things before I get started in my presentation. Um, we did hand out before the beginning of the meeting at the back of the room um, copies of tonight's presentation as well as some revisions to the resolution um, that were simply added for uh, ease of following along. Nothing real substantive has been changed. It's really giving the council um, a number of different options for consideration tonight and trying to make the, the decision simpler to follow. The other thing I wanted to point out is, is that for those of you watching us um, over our media, um, copies of those uh, PowerPoint presentation as well as the revisions to the um, action resolution as well as the policy documents um, can be found on the city's webpage at cityofacaville.gov backslash agendas. So that's where you can find uh, tonight's um, materials. One other quick uh, point of housekeeping. Council members, uh, we do need you to activate your mics 
when you speak. So our fabulous media team who has made this uh, uh, facility uh, as live as we can make it, um, that will be much appreciated on their behalf, so thank you. With all of that said now, uh, let's go ahead and get into this presentation. And I will just uh, start off by saying that um, as you walk through the presentation, you'll see um, a lot of material in there. I am going to be a little bit um, verbose on some of it just because I think it's important. When we get to the final conclusion, um, it's pretty straightforward. But I think in order because uh, what we are trying to provide the council with is really the, the legal review and evaluation of what the laws do allow you to do or not do related to a flag flying policy. And so that is what our objective is here tonight. And so um, I think it's important to establish the framework of how we got from point A to point Z. So with that said, um, we'll go ahead and get started. And so let's see. Um, okay, so for several months now, um, members of, of our community have been uh, coming to uh, council meetings to share your thoughts and viewpoints on which flag should be flown in our community. Um, as it's been previously mentioned, we do not currently have a flag flying policy. And as a result, our council has instructed us to come back to them with some information about what are their options to consider for purposes of a policy. So tonight we actually have a couple of items that we're gonna be addressing. The first one is just that, a resolution establishing a flag display policy for the city of Vacaville. And then secondly, um, at the request of council, kind of on a related uh, note is related to a presentation and an update on our proclamation policy that we will be um, presenting to the council for their discussion. And if they uh, see the need for any modifications, we're looking for them to provide that feedback to staff to ultimately bring back to them. Okay, so I'm gonna start here, believe it or not, with the School Street Bridge flag monument, okay? Because this is where this is all kind of centered on. So when the, the flag was donated uh, back to the city in 1983, it has historically displayed only what we call government flags. Since that time, uh, the city has received recent requests to display what we call commemorative flags at that flag monument location. As I mentioned already, the city does not have a flag display policy for either government or commemorative flags. The subject location that we're talking about, um, hopefully everyone's familiar with that. That is the School Street Bridge Flag Monument. It was, as I mentioned, donated to the city back in 1983 by Mr. Richard Rico. Um, this particular location is in the Vacaville's uh, downtown and at the heart of the community for many of our community engagement, engagement events and cultural events. When the flag was installed in 1983, it included three flagpoles displaying only the three levels of government flags, which obviously are the national, state, and the city flag. So I bring this up because for purposes of discussion tonight for what we are presenting as options for the council's consideration is, is that if there are to be government flags or commemorative flags, if there are to be commemorative flags, we are suggesting that it would be at this location, not on other government buildings, okay? We'll talk about more uh, about that in the future. All right, so I mentioned a couple of different flag types, and so I wanna give the, the audience a quick definition of that. So um, I won't read that in complete, but government flags are those flags which represent the nation, state, and city that we live in. 
A commemorative flag is any flag which identifies a specific date, historical event, cause, nation, or group of people whereby a government will honor or commemorate the date, event, cause, nation, or people flying that flag. Okay, so with those definitions, and, and please keep in mind, I'll have other definitions to help set the framework of, of the options that we'll be presenting tonight. So going back to the history of the flags displayed at the Flag Monument area. So as previously mentioned, the Flag Monument site historically only flew those three government flags between 1983 and 2020. Beginning in 2021, for three consecutive years up to this year, the city was requested to fly the LGBTQ plus pride flag under uh, the city flag at that location. Now, follow, this year, following the display of the pride flag, the city received a request and others to fly at least one other commemorative flag at that particular location. Because of the recent practice of displaying the pride flag and requests for other commemorative flags, it has raised questions related to the First Amendment for the city related to First Amendment speech. So let's, let's get into First Amendment. The display of commemorative flags at city facilities can raise potential First Amendment free speech issues, depending on whether or not that flag is treated as a government speech or private expression of speech on public property. Okay, let's be clear, it's on public property is what we're referring to. So, more definitions. Here are some of those uh, important definitions that play key into the, 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 again, the following options. Private expression of speech is the expression of an idea by a private member of the public, a group, or organization that is not the government. Government speech is obviously the opposite, which is the expression of ideas by the government. Now these two definitions lead into a few legal options that the city is allowed to consider when proposing a flag policy. There are two important concepts that we need to start with before we get into the options. Uh, the first of those is a limited public forum. A limited public forum is public property that is not a traditional public forum that has been designated and intentionally reserved for the use of public to express ideas. Okay, I know that mean, this says a lot, but under the First Amendment, content-based speech restrictions in a limited public forum are subject to strict scrutiny by the courts. So what this means is, is that um, the government may only limit the expressive activities in limited public forums based on time, place and manner restrictions only. Any restrictions require viewpoint neutrality, which another way of saying that is content neutral or the city cannot regulate the message of what is said in a limited public forum, okay? The other type of doctrine that needs to be brought up in this uh, First Amendment discussion is government speech. Government speech doctrine is a principle of constitutional law which says that although the First Amendment free speech clause limits government regulation of private speech, which is what I just highlighted before you on the prior slide, it does not restrict the government when the government speaks for itself. So under the government speech doctrine, the government may advance its speech without requiring viewpoint neutrality when the government itself is the speaker. Okay, so now we've kind of set the framework of private and government speech. So how does that apply when we start applying that to limited public forum and private speech and so forth? So again, um, with that said, limited public forum 
if this, this is now how we're moving from those definitions into what does that mean for flying a flag policy, okay? What type of flag you can and cannot fly. So if the city was to allow third-party requests to display commemorative flags, the city's flagpoles would be considered a limited public forum for private expressive activities. The city would be subject to First Amendment scrutiny for viewpoint neutrality when allowing private speech on uh, public property. And as we already talked about, the city council could only restrict the length of a time a flag is flown, the flagpole on which it is uh, flown, and the way it is flown, but the council could not restrict certain flags from being flown based on the flag's message. So now how does the government speech uh, doctrine apply to the flying of flags? The government speech doctrine allows the city of Vacaville to limit private speech that could result from the display of commemorative flags at city facilities if the city were to take steps to make a policy that limits flying commemorative flags at the site, which we're identifying as the school street bridge flag monument site to government speech only. When the government speaks for itself, the first amendment does not demand airtime for all views. Okay, so in this case, if it's adopted as government speech, it is considered government speech which is important because the city may advance its own speech without requiring content or viewpoint neutrality when the government itself is a speaker. So long as the city does not show religious preference or encourage a certain vote in an election. And I'll come back to those points in just a moment. So I've given you a lot of background about how these different rules play into getting to the ultimate decision. And so this slide right here just really um, demonstrates the importance of having a flag policy, okay, because there's a lot of different directions that this could go, and the purpose of establishing a flag policy is to designate and clarify whether the city flagpoles, um, in this case, are intended to serve as private expression of speech, or whether they're there to be there for government speech. We're also here to determine by policy whether commemorative flags may be flown at the um, School Street Bridge flag monument location, and then finally to establish whether or not a process would be inclusive for commemorative flags to be flown at that location, whether they're by public request um, or to express the official sentiments of the city. Again, I'll come back to that in more detail in just a moment. So now we start getting into the options and hopefully everybody's been able to, to follow the, the, the process along pretty straightforward. The first options, and there's four of them, okay? And I promise you there's a lot of detail in here. I'm gonna get to another slide and you're gonna see that it's very simplistic in its summary, okay? But just to get into the detail, we'll start with these um, particular slides. So the first option is to take no formal action related to a flag policy, which is what we currently have. Okay, so what that would mean is, is that we would, the city would continue to operate without a formal flag policy based on our past practices. This option would result in the de facto creation of a limited public forum. Okay, um, this would result in the city allowing the continued practice of displaying certain commemorative flags based on requests from the public and would allow the opportunity for other third party requests uh, to display flags on city uh, facilities. This option would preclude the city from preventing the flag that represents private expression or ideas of the public, including but not limited to, to religious flags, political flags, or flags found to be tasteful by the majority of the community. Now, for all those different reasons, staff is recommending that the council does not approve this option 
um, because we feel that it's important to have a designated policy um, that everyone can look at and have a, a sense of direction what um, is the vision or the sentiment of, of the community. Now, instead of taking no action, we're actually suggesting that the council consider um, adopting a formal flag policy, but there are a couple of different options in that regard to choose from. Now, if the option is, or if the council interest is in essentially having the same effect of a limited public forum, there is the option to do just that, create a limited public forum for private expression. And I don't need to repeat all, everything that I just said about what that constitutes, but essentially the flag policy would be that we are choosing to designate this for free um, public expression on public property, okay? And so all those things about not being able to limit what goes on the flag, it's anything and everything, okay? Option, what, what we're calling option 2BA on our resolution revisions back there, this is simply government speech with no commemorative flags. So the second option would be to adopt a formal policy that says the city is um, declaring those flagpoles exclusively for the use of government flags. And in this case, no commemorative flags. So that means that the flagpoles would be limited to the national, state, and city flags, okay? Now, again, as part of our proposal, we're suggesting that that be the case for all other city facilities. So at City Hall and facilities such as the one we're in tonight would be restricted to government speech, no commemorative. However, if there is a decision to add commemorative flags, which is the next option I'll get into, that would be at the School Street Bridge Monument flag site. Okay, with that, so here's the, the other um, final option. And this is adopting a flag policy with government speech and commemorative flags. So again, this would um, keep it as government speech, but commemorative flags would be allowed. However, under the law, the council has the ability or is required to establish which commemorative flags could be flown. Okay, it has that deciding what the flags to be would be flown on those poles would be an action of the city council in a public meeting such as this, and it would have to be initiated by a member of the city council um, and then ratified by a majority of the city council to be included as a commemorative flag for those particular flagpoles. Now, I should point out that with this particular option, the city council cannot approve a government speech for flying a commemorative flag which shows religious preference or encourages a certain vote in an election. The reason for that is the separation of church and state, okay? Okay, moving right along. So here's the simple summary that I promised you. If you take a look at it, there's really two options up there. Do not adopt the policy or option two, which is adopt a policy, but that's where you break it down into the, the variable options within a flag policy, which is the first one, create a limited public forum for private expression or adopt a government speech policy um, where you have kind of two sub options, one government flags only or two government flags plus commemorative flags. Hopefully everybody's uh, following along with that. Now I do want to point out that included in the packet, 
Um, we uh, provided the council with a variety of different attachments. Um, I believe it's items three and f uh, four and five include examples of federal, federal and state holidays as well as heritage months that cities utilize for purposes of identifying what types of um, months or, or um, flags that they would like to include as a commemorative flag, okay? We've also included as attachment six, uh, a survey of flag display policies from uh, surrounding jurisdictions and other cities throughout the state. So, before I move on to the proclamation policy, um, when we uh, conclude our presentation, we will be giving the council uh, options, and that's what I'm referring to as attachment seven that we revised in the back of the room there, so hopefully you got a copy of it. And I'll go ahead and go through the proclamation piece now, but come back to that revised resolution so that everybody can follow along. So with that said, let's move to the proclamation policy. So this is a little bit more straightforward because the city already does have a policy. This is a policy that was established uh, or actually formalized in 2017. The actual um, guidelines, if you will, associated in that policy have been longstanding in the city for many, many years. And so this is something that was actually formalized in 2017. So there are some uh, particular guidelines for what the proclamation policy can and cannot do. First of all, proclamations related to city-sponsored events or programs or in recognition of outstanding community service as determined by the mayor will be read and presented at the city council meetings. Um, let's see. These are the different types of proclamations that can be issued. Uh, we have those that are recognized for extraordinary achievement or, or outstanding community service, charitable fundraising events of local nonprofit organizations, um, county nonprofit or local branch of state and national nonprofit organization, special days for an individual or organization such as major birthdays, anniversary milestones, retirements of individuals who have made a significant contribution to the community, local art and cultural celebrations, public awareness campaigns. Now, that's a lot, and I will tell you though that not everything that I just outlined there on the proclamation policy is read at a city council meeting, okay? It's been the practice since 2014 that those that are identified as uh, city recognition and organizational requests or city requests, um, they're broken up into those categories. And those proclamations that are related to city-sponsored events or programs, um, those are read at city council meetings, okay, and presented to, to as part of the council agenda. The proclamations that do not meet those criteria are issued by the mayor and presented to the individual organization but not read at council meetings. So effectively, uh, just about anybody can request a proclamation of, of the mayor's office and he is able to issue that for the individuals at his discretion, but those that are related more to city uh, programs and events, um, those are brought forward to the city council as a collective group. So with all that said, um, we're suggesting that if the council wants to make amendments to that existing proclamation policy, we're seeking the council's direction related to those desired changes so that you can direct us to bring back some uh, modifications for your consideration at a future meeting. 
So that concludes my presentation. Tonight, we're asking again, once again, for the council to explore any of the four different options that we've outlined for your consideration on a, on a flag policy. I'll go backwards a little bit. Again, this is a summary of those policies, and I will just explain this real quickly uh, for the council and the community's benefit. Um, and then uh, whenever the council's ready to discuss this, hopefully the, this helps. So what we tried to do in this uh, document, revised document is again, is just simplify it for purposes of identifying what language would be used for which policy the council chooses if they cho make a decision tonight. So we have the, the general language here. The language that is included in the purple italics is representing if the council were to choose the private expression or option 2A, okay? If the council was interested in choosing government speech with government flags only, that would be the orange italic language. And then finally, um, if they were interested in pursuing government speech with commemorative flags, that would be um, orange and blue. So lastly, in the uh, second part of the attachment seven, we add in green italics, um, which is the fourth and final it's, it's really a subset of option, um, the government speech with commemorative flags. This particular component is if the council were to select commemorative flags and want to identify which flags that those would be included in that list, they could do so as part of this uh, exercise. Now, keep in mind, please, that this does not have to happen if the council chooses to go that direction the list of commemorative flags can be initiated in a variety of different uh, ways at different times going forward, okay? So hopefully that clarifies all the materials that we've provided you. And with that, uh, Mr. Mayor, um, your staff is available to answer any questions. Well, thank you for the presentation. And I know that there's been a lot of effort put into this staff report and also to understand what the options are in front of us. I'm gonna initially just look to the council to see if there are any questions, just clarifying questions to staff. And I don't see any. Uh, clarifying question. Clarifying question, yes. Uh, thank you for the presentation. So the question is, um, it wasn't clear to me why, uh, why not, uh, why commemorative flags are not being, why city staff would say if council goes with commemorative flags, why that would be downtown versus not city hall. Can you? Please clarify that. So it sounds like it was a recommendation. I don't know that there is an answer to that recommendation. No, I so think it's because we, it's we, been there before. Well, in the three years that commemorative flags have been flown, that's where they've been flown to represent the community where the, the, the center of community is located. And in doing our research and surveying in other cities, generally that's what we found. Is, is that where there were community flag, commemorative flags, excuse me, they were more at the center of, of your town at a civic location where events and those types of things occurred. And so keeping with um, what has been the, the practice for three years now, that was the suggestion. But um, I apologize if it, I didn't point out if the council is interested in uh, adding commemorative flags to any other city location, um, that is an option for the council's consideration. 
or designating designation yes does that answer your question yeah okay thank you all right any other questions from the council all right at this point i'm going to open up for public comment and uh, again if you are in the groups one through five you can go ahead and line up as best you can there is a, a bit of an honor system but i i suspect we all understand how to just do it in groups and um, whoever is starting first and then what i'll end up doing is as the line depletes i'll go ahead as others are coming forward and calling the next group so with that um, what you'll also see is is on the podium while you're speaking there are um, there are lights that indicate your time it helps you to stay on track or get to the point that you're looking for sometimes it's hard to formulate that thought but I mean no disrespect but when the time is up it's the only way we can orderly do this so try to try to complete your thought as best you can so thank you yeah you number one sir resident and I've lived in um, lived in Vacaville since 1978 and uh, I'd like to read a few items out of the most uh, current California Constitution I just picked this up like two weeks ago and read through it so I've got it uh, here the preamble reads we the people of the state of California grateful to Almighty God for our freedom in order to secure and perpetuate its blessings do establish this Constitution. Section 3A, the people have the right to instruct their representatives, petition government for the redress of grievances, and assemble freely to consult for the common good. Section 7B, a citizen or class of citizens may not be granted privileges or immunizations not granted on the same terms to all citizens. Privileges or immunities granted by the legislature may be altered or revoked. Section 31A, the state shall not discriminate against or grant preferential treatment to any individual or group on the basis of race, sex, color, ethnicity, or public contracting. That's all I have. Thank you. So just as a reminder, this, this, is, uh, this is not a, a sport event where we cheer for some group. If you, if you acknowledge that you resonate, that's great. I'm glad that it does, but it, it, it tends to slow down the, the person's ability to speak. And so feel what you want to feel, and you, know, you can just offer that, that personal support, but not, not vocally, please. Good evening. Good evening, council members. I'm Audra Orr, and I'm both a retired lieutenant colonel with the Air Force Reserve and a retired police officer with my first five years being at Vacaville PD. I first came out to my coworkers there because I felt welcome. This was how I viewed Vacaville until Prop 8 came along, which showed me the ugliness of bigotry that exists in Vacaville when my family was followed by a carload of young men who yelled homophobic slurs at us because we had a no on Prop 8 sign in our window. I've heard those speaking out against a pride proclamation say we don't need it because they have other solutions for us. We don't want their solutions because I guarantee they include things to stop us from being gay. After all, the churches they represent don't think I should be married to my wife. I know that one of your primary objectives is to ensure the financial security of our city. 
and you're always looking to bring in new industry because it increases tax revenue and brings jobs. There are Fortune 500 companies such as Apple and Dow that have gay or lesbian CEOs. Additionally, there are 842 companies like 3M and Coca-Cola that earned a 100% rating from the Human Rights Campaign for their LGBTQ equality. When looking for new locations, these companies will be looking at how all of their employees will be treated. Vacaville must send a message that all will be welcome here if we want to bring in solid companies. We're not asking for anything unusual. The packet provided by the city attorney shows the government speech with commemorative flag options is pretty much the standard for communities around us. Issuing a Pride Month proclamation and flying the Pride flag are allowed within that policy as Pride Month is both federally and state recognized as a special commemoration month. I ask that you add LGBTQIA to the group commemorated list on item seven of the flag display policy. As you make your decision, some of you may be trying to figure out how to keep anti-LGBTQIA factions happy. I want to leave you with a quote by a Virginia Beach father in a school board address. You are never going to find the right way to do the wrong thing. So do the Thank right you. thing. Thank, Thank you. you. Hello, I'm Becca Hintz. Raised the challenges of being short. Raised in Vacaville, started here in kindergarten, lived most of my life here, and I love this town. One of my favorite things, many years ago, the, the council passed a peace proclamation. Peace means we all get to live feeling included and appreciated and valued. And as you look on this side of the room, there are people of a lot of ages. And I know some of these people have gone through some really awful things because of their sexuality. I have two children, 14 and 15. Two years ago, I called the police department with a friend, very upset, because a child I know had been told that God didn't love her, that she needed to die, that Sodom and Gomorrah was about her because she told a very close friend she was bisexual. These are 13-year-old children. Children. She was told that nobody would like her, and the right thing for her to do was to end her life because she was no longer a Christian. We are a Christian family. We love God dearly. I am a Christian to the very tenth of my being. Christ preached love. We have an Old Testament and a New Testament. Christ preached love. And he repeated it over and over because it matters. And we want to be a town that's inclusive and loving. Three weeks ago in the Buckingham parking lot, two girls pecked each other and walked away. And a gentleman I have a hard time with this. I was told he was old, and then I was told he was my age. Driving by, yelled out his window, why would you kiss a girl? That's disgusting. Some of the people on this side of the room have gone through some incredibly hard times. Thank you. Don't make our children. Thank you. We have some static. My name is Rich. I'm going to okay. hold up your time real quick. We have some static. I'm not sure where it's coming from. I just don't want to disrupt your, your time. You got it? Okay, we're good. All right. My name is Richard. My family's been in Vacaville for five generations, and today I'd like to discuss freedom of religion and how it relates to the flying of a simple innocent flag in our community. This flag represents nothing more than a symbol of tolerance, a statement that our community recognizes and accepts people that might be different than we are, and though our beliefs might be right for us, they are by no means absolute. 
I mean, no one would be foolish enough to entertain the notion that their beliefs are somehow universally correct and should be forced upon the community. No one would act in a manner consistent with a far-right political agenda that attempt to shield potentially sexist, racist, and homophobic behavior behind the veil of religion. No one would do this. To better understand the concept of tolerance, we need only look at our founding fathers. Our, fi our founding fathers went to war with a country that dictated adherence to a singular religion. After winning that war, those same founding fathers decided that what made America great was the notion that people could come here with a guarantee that they were free to worship the religion of their choice. Such an edict was the very definition of tolerance. You see, despite their own beliefs, our founding fathers realized that the important part was not what you choose, but the freedom to make that choice. The freedom itself was the important thing. Your choice of religion is no more different than your choice of your favorite car or color. No religion is absolute. Like most religions and the Bible, Christianity was devised not by God, but by men. Some would argue not for the betterment, but actually for the control of other men. How do we know that the Bible was devised by men? Well, the giveaway is that there are two Bibles. There's an Old Testament and a New Testament. Had God written the Bible, there would be just one. He would have nailed it on the first draft, and it would have been awesome. I mean, honestly, do you think God cared about where we planted our crops? I think he was too busy to worry about micromanaging agriculture. The fact that the Bible is fallible is actually the good news. It means that we can change it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Would the groups six through ten go ahead and line up? Good evening. Good evening. My name is Lisa Rico, and I've lived in Vacaville since 1989. Um, I'm married to Richard Rico, who's lived here a lot longer, as he likes to say, since God was a boy. So I'm here for two reasons. First, on behalf of the Rico family, and there are a few of us here tonight, we just wanted to clarify one thing. The flag monument was a gift from the Rico family in 1983 to commemorate the 100th anniversary of the reporter. It was gifted without any limitations, any restrictions or conditions. For the last 41 years, the city has had complete control over the poles and the flags flown. Again, it was a gift without conditions. On a personal level, I would like to add that I believe strongly, as you all know, because I've sent you notes and emails, that I believe the city, the council, and every member of this community should do everything within our power to ensure that all members of our community, especially those that are marginalized and oppressed individuals, people who have been judged, subjected to prejudice, made to feel they are not worthy or welcome, they need to know that they are worthy. They need to know that they are welcome. They are loved just as they are, without judgment, without conditions. Flying the pride flag is just one small step in that direction. I trust you'll make the right decision, and I don't envy you the job. Thank you. Good evening. Hi, my name's Taryn. Um, I've been a resident of Vacaville since 2008. Um, I'd like to thank everybody for being here, first of all. Um, when I was 13, I came out as bisexual to a friend, and I was immediately told that was weird and gross, and I no longer felt safe in my own community. Um, when I was 15, I started high school at Buckingham, 
and I had a wonderful time meeting people inside my community and making those connections and creating friends. After high school, it was hard to find more connections like that until we had our Pride events here in Vacaville, and I felt safe. And I think as a community, this shouldn't be something that is shunned or forgotten about because it creates an environment for everybody to get along and people to find those who belong with them. And I think that's important um, because everybody has their own community to get along with. And that's all I have today, but thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you. I think it's the cell phones. <laughs> you know what? It just very well may be. Because everyone's got their scripts on the cell phone. <laughs> right, you walk up cell to phones, every one of us. Well, good evening, council members. My name is Shay franco Classen. I am the statewide political director for Equality California, which is the nation's largest civil rights organization. And I stand before you as a former elected official with Santa Clara County. I served on open space authority, so I protected the rights of farm workers, indigenous people, and preserving a space for everyone to be included. I speak in support today of the proposed and to establish a flag policy. It's very important to recognize everyone in the room and I appreciate every person's comments. Unlike other city councils recently, your proposed policy allows for a pride flag to continue to be flown and allows to commemorate flags that celebrate ethnic and cultural diversity to also be flown in the city, adding the vibrancy and diversity this city offers. The pride flag is nearly 60 years old, a form of visibility and a form for members from the LGBT community to be symbolized in unity, inclusion, and acceptance and love. It lets people know that they are welcome and that their local government supports them. It welcomes LGBTQ plus neighbors, it welcomes LGBT plus allies, and it really makes people be seen and valued here. But on a personal note, as a former elected official in one of the state's largest counties, I can tell you that it's been hard for me and my family. We are a family of five. I'm married to a, a detective with Palo Alto Depart Police Department. My daughter actually serves this country. I have two first responder kids, and I will tell you we are no different from anyone else. We all serve this community. We wanna make sure that we fight for everyone's rights. And as an elected official, I even fought for the people who didn't like me and gave me death threats. So I stand here today on behalf of Equality California as a person, as my whole person in support of this policy and values the efforts and thoughtfulness behind this proposal that works towards our mission of creating a world that is healthy, just, and fully equal for all LGBT plus people. Thank you. Thank you. If you Hi, just give one, I'm gonna hold you up for a second. We're going to help everyone by trying to replace a microphone. It's, it's what we're realizing, there's a technical difficulty and so that it's a lot clearer for everyone, we're going to, if you could step away from the mic real quick, he's going to replace the microphone. There you go. We're going to see if we can't fix this for you. Appreciate our staff that works hard behind the scenes, but as of right now in front of the scenes trying to make this happen, so. Thank you, Corey. Okay. My name's uh, A.C. Hunter. I'm a 41-year uh, resident of Vacaville. And I uh, am in favor of the uh, option where strictly government flags are flown. Um, that's fair for everybody. 
you know, otherwise you've got, uh, you've got an unequal uh, treatment under the law. Uh, the flags, our flags stand for something. We're all Americans. We're all Californians. We're all Vacavillians. But when you start adding an addendum to that lineup, you, you're, you're changing the whole game. You're, you're putting somebody else's values and making us live by that, basically. And uh, so I'm, I'm opposed to it. And uh, for anybody that uh, claims Christianity and uh, supports that rainbow flag, uh, they need to read Romans chapter 1. Thank you. Again, I'm going to caution everyone not to cheer. But the other thing is, is I'm fine with your with a small flag, but I'm not fine with signs that blocks people's views. So just just be aware of that. Thank you, Mayor Carly and Council Members. Thank you for allowing me to speak. My name is Brad Elder, and I've been a resident of Vacaville for 34 years. I want to thank you for your dedication and commitment to the city of Vacaville and its residents. I'm against a flag policy that would allow any flag other than government flags to be flown. It's unfortunate that we are living in a time when the city finds it necessary to establish a policy regarding the display of flags at the school street bridge. As you know, since 1983, three flags have been flown at that location. The U.S. flag, California state flag, and the city of Acaville flag. flag. When I drive by the bridge and observe those flags, it brings pride to my heart, as it should to all who truly understand what those flags represent. One nation under God, freedom, liberty, and justice for all, not just to certain groups or causes. But tonight, the council members have been tasked to formally adopt a policy regarding what flags can be displayed, government flags only or government flags along with commemorative flags. Many in this room, including myself, have various causes and beliefs that are important to us, as I'm certain to you as well. What determines then what causes the city will affirm being selective on which group can fly or cannot fly flags representing their specific cause will speak loud and clear which group and cause the city values, resulting in offending many residents of Vacaville. It will open Pandora's box. So now you have left or you're left with an important decision. What group are you willing to offend? That will be a reality if the city flies flags other than the government flags. I hope you take that into careful consideration. Thank you for your time and allowing me to speak. I will continue to ask God to give you his wisdom as you navigate through this process. God bless. Thank you. And to the next uh, group, 11 through 15, go ahead and uh, get in the queue. I appreciate that. Good evening. Good evening, Mayor, Council. You look really professional tonight. We just, by the way, yeah. We just celebrated Veterans Day, and I believe those of us who served did so that all Americans could have the freedom to believe and to speak their beliefs and to fly whatever flag we desire on our own property or person and choose their lifestyles and celebrate it if they like. But the flags, in my opinion, that fly over the seat of government, they matter. A government flag is a symbol of authority and designates to what we pay our allegiance. I believe a majority of Vacavillians reject, and not all LGBTQ agree with, 
the apparent agenda of the pride flag expressed in the song written by the San Francisco Gay Choir. And this past summer was chanted in the parade in Manhattan, the pride flag being carried. It went like this, we're here, we're queer, and we're coming for your children. Now, if a small fraction of people who believe in the ideology of the LGBTQ can force their flag to fly over us, then will they be able to assert their beliefs over our children? For example, if California AB Bill 957, which you're familiar with, hadn't been vetoed, which I'm grateful for by Governor Newsom, it would have weaponized Child Protective Services to take our children away if we didn't use their pronouns or agree with their gender transition. In my opinion, if you as city council lack the clarity or courage to establish a policy that states the government flags only, then you run the risk of inviting chaos and conflict. Ideologies and causes will be lining up to demand your affirmation and to fly their flag. Like we're seeing right now in New York and DC where the battle is to promote either the Israeli flag or the Palestinian Hamas flag. And then this morning news, no disruptions. I said no, Palestinian just, and Hamas flag. Hold on a second. There is no Hamas flag. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Um, listen to me. This is the second time that you've, you've, you've disrupted. I'm going to ask you, don't disrupt again. If you do so, you're interfering with this meeting. Okay? Thank you. So I'm going to give you another 15 seconds. So this morning news highlighted... Uh, New Andover in Mass, and they learned if you fly one flag, you have to fly them all. But you should know this, we're here and we're clear and we're standing for our children. Good evening. Good evening, uh, Mr. Mayor and all the council members. Thank you for letting me speak. I've been, uh, I was a, uh, excuse me, I am a Solano County native. I've been in Vacaville since 1987. Raised my children through the school system. And what I like is when I go downtown, I like seeing the, the flags there standing all alone, away from any controversy. Recently, I was eating breakfast at the Heritage House, and I looked out, and last June, I saw all these other things. I go, what's this going on? I like that to be just kept out of our, our city, Lord. And... Uh, just anyway, uh, my street, when you go down my street, you can put any flag you want on my house, other people's houses. They have other flags. That's the way I'd like to keep it. Thank you. Thank you. Good evening. Good evening. Mayor, Vice Mayors, County uh, Council members, thank you for the opportunity to address the issues at hand. My name is Evie Guerra, and I'm here in support of the massive citywide concern regarding how our city utilizes its flagpoles and the issues, issuance of proclamations. What I'm about to say is in love, not hate, and in the spirit of truth, God's truth, the standard of truth by which all other truth is measured by me and others. As a follower of Christ and God's infallible, inerrant word, I cannot support any ideology that violates God's truth. While I do support everyone's right to their beliefs and ideologies, my fundamental beliefs and values compel me 
to oppose the raising of a gay pride ideological flag on our city's flagpoles. I am additionally in opposition to the proposed proclamation supporting a specific ideology in our city. Special interest proclamations such as the Gay Pride Proclamation and special interest ideology flags have no place in the arena of a city's government. Only government flags belong on our city flagpoles. You, as our elected officials, were elected on the belief that you would do your job in adherence to our city's governmental standards. Yielding to the pressure of special interest ideologies can result in opening a Pandora's box of division in our community. What then will you do when another special interest group wants to raise, say, a swastika on our city's flagpoles? What about the countless religious denomination flags? Will you embrace the occult and thank satanic flags, yeah, flags as well? Thank you. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, Mayor Carley, council members, and my fellow Vacaville citizens, I thank you for this opportunity to speak tonight. Uh, since I have a minute less, I crossed off a lot of things, so hopefully this makes sense. Um, simply put, I believe that government property should fly only government flags. Uh, it's not for the government to decide what causes or people groups to endorse. Uh, rather, it's to ensure that the rights of all people, and in this case, the citizens of Vacaville, are protected. <clears throat> I was looking over the, the flag policy and I believe that item six um, is too vague and I believe a good constitutional attorney would tear that apart and you guys would have all sorts of issues with um, being forced to fly other types of flags as well, even though you're trying to avoid religious, political, and uh, flags advocating a outcome of an election. <clears throat> I believe to take no formal action or to adopt a flag policy of allowing commemorative flags uh, the city and the city and the citizens would open themselves up to um, having to be forced with flags uh, that are religious that they may not agree with, political that they may not agree with, and flags that could be deemed as offensive or even racist. By choosing this option, the city is um, going to, in my opinion, create unnecessary conflict and division between the people who live here. I believe we saw plenty of that in 2020, and we don't need it anymore. I personally don't care what flag it is other than government flags, it shouldn't be allowed on there. Um, I say this as um, a person who is a person of faith. I don't believe religious flags should be up there. Uh, I say this as a person who has many friends, family, and law enforcement. Uh, I don't believe that the thin blue line flag should be flying up there. Uh, just to end, um, I would respectfully request that the city council formally adopt a government speech policy with no commemorative flags. There, are, there already is a flag that is flying uh, that represents all of us, and it's the flag of the United States of America. Thank you. Good evening. Hi. My name is Cindy Bosen, and I was born in Indonesia. You guys can Google where is Indonesia. So let me explain about Indonesia. There are at least five religions, maybe more, five religions in my country. They're all acknowledged by the government. Um, Religion. I don't really like religion, the, the word religion, because my um, relationship with God, that's the one that I, it's more important. Religion, special interests, those cannot be, um, in my country, they're all getting along. There's no one forcing anything, no one forcing 
uh, flag has to be its only government flag. So no special interests become more important than any other, even with the religion. So government um, flags only, that, this is my uh, proposal. Thank you. Thank you. Good evening. Hello. Mayor, Vice Mayor, members of the council, my name is Deborah Horn. Except for the 10 years after I graduated from Vaca High when I was away at college and my first job, I have lived in Vacaville since 1964. I had no intention of speaking tonight until I learned that my presence here could be misconstrued as agreeing with the opposing side. To make it clear, I oppose any flag other than the United States, California, and Vacaville flag being flown from the flagpole um, on city property. My question is, if you approve the flying of the pride flag from a government flagpole, how long before a flag for heterosexuals, white pride, the North American Man-Boy Love Association is flown? Who and where will draw the line? This was the beginning of the law of unintended consequences. Neither should an LBGTQ plus proclamation be made. A quick Google search showed, defines that a proclamation is made to the general public, make it aware of certain events, happenings, birthdays, retirements, etc., that were already gone over. Nowhere on the list is lifestyle mentioned. The LGBTQ plus lifestyle doesn't need any further promoting. Everywhere one turns, it is front and center. TV, dramas, news, movies, cartoons. My grandchildren aren't even being given the chance to grow up thinking about children's ideas. Anything that has to do with medicine, surgery, morals, ethics, and especially my children and grandchildren, the government has no business advocating any point of view. The government's role is to make sure our streets are drivable, that we are able to say it's able it's safe to drive our cars after dark because walking isn't and that the homeless are warm and safe and things like that to close focus on what unites us thank you mr mayor and I, hold on i'm going to ask 16 through 20 to go ahead in the queue good evening good evening mr mayor members of the council thank you so much for the opportunity to speak today Today I want to share with you as a Jewish American, I understand discrimination. My grandmother was an immigrant, fled persecution, can't even visit Lithuania. We're not even able to visit Lithuania anymore because all my relatives were slaughtered during the Second World War. My grandfather, similar situation. My dad wouldn't even tell anybody he was Jewish because he was fearful. I understand fear. But today I want to speak boldly for our children without discrimination because I believe it's our children that are at stake. Patricia Shire in her groundbreaking book, Irreversible Damage, Yale University graduate, writer for the Wall Street Journal, graduate of Columbia University, also Oxford University. In this, she highlights in her book, young girls who bitterly regret what they have done to themselves because of gender-affirming individuals who push life-changing interventions on these young girls particularly including medically unnecessary double mastectomies and puberty blockers that cause them permanent infertility. infertility. Based on this quality evidence, I can list over 20 countries currently in Europe 
that have outlawed these dangerous surgeries. And my concern today is the LGBTQ as an organization that promotes minors having these kind of surgeries. This is dangerous for our children. We cannot fly these flags or issue these proclamations. We have a responsibility as a community to speak truth to our kids and protect our kids. We have laws against alcohol. We have laws against cigarette smoking for our children. We need to protect our children when they're in their formative years and they're unable to make good decisions. I know that this council wants to do what's right. And I, and I am out of time. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> good evening. Good evening, good evening. Thank you for your time. My name is Patrick Gordon. I'm a father of one. I've been living in Vacaville since the uh, year 2000. Um, and um, so, yeah, I just recently did notice that uh, you guys were having gay pride parades and gay pride events, and I was not happy about that at all. So my question was, um, why are these flags even in the park? Why are they being displayed? Why all of a sudden is Andrews Park becoming a place for gays to congregate and celebrate their sexuality? And somebody mentioned earlier that the flag represents, the gay flag represents ethnicity and diversity. I, I disagree with that. The flag represents a people's group of their sexual preference. Their sexual desires are represented by that flag. It has nothing to do with diversity or ethnicity. So when you fly that flag in a public place where my tax dollars are going to the community, you're saying that Vacaville agrees with the moral compass of the gay people that they are, that their sexuality is okay. And um, I don't agree that if you, if you don't get 100% of the people in this room to agree on one specific flag policy, then I please urge you to vote against um, allowing um, the pride flag to be flown um, at the school. Uh, uh, street uh, uh, location and um, uh, that you would only allow government flags and state flags or vacable flags to be flown there because you need 100% of the people to agree on one flag policy and you will be um, allowing preference to one group over another if you don't. Thank you. Thank you. Good evening. Good evening. My name's Cindy Moore, and um, I've been a resident here for three months, technically, with a house, and we've been renting for a year. Um, but we love Vacaville, and um, we love our country. Thank you all for your service, all the veterans and everybody out there, um, first responders, everybody. Um, I urge you to vote on um, policy 2B. Um, that we only fly government flags on flagpoles. Um, governments were instituted by God um, to um, enact justice, fairness, um, keep, keep the peace, and um, keep it um, chaos-free, if you will. So um, we don't um, encourage, we don't want to encourage division and um, flying um, commemorative flags can encourage division and it 
becomes um, messy when you want to include all of them. Um, there aren't enough days in the year probably to include all the flags that many people would love for you to fly. So if you can stick to just the three government flags, um, I think that would be the best for the community. And um, we all love each other. God is love. We love each other. And um, we know that things can happen to people and we're sorry that people are victimized. Um, there's no excuse for that. So we like law and order and justice and peace and policy to be one. Thank you. Thank you. 20, uh, 21 through 25, please. Go ahead and queue. Good evening. Okay, in, in view of the current policy, which is a limited open forum, I delivered the following on June 27th to this council. The LGBTQ plus lobby has chosen locally and nationally to advertise their sexual preferences and proclivities, matters which should be a private concern. The city council has accommodated that lobby by allowing the gay pride rainbow flag to be flown during the current month of June, back, it's been June, a long time ago, on Vacaville city property. In response, we have the Christian faith in Vacaville churches hereby petition this council to enact the following proclamation of acknowledgement and inclusiveness of those of the Christian faith as follows. The city of Vacaville declares its support of inclusiveness for those of the Christian faith who extol and honor the biblical definition of marriage as being the joining of one biological male and one biological female in a marital union whereby a family structure is established for the reproduction and nurturing of children. To commemorate this support, the Christian flag will be flown for the month of July, once again, that's been quite a long time ago, on the flagpole of And at Andrews Park. This proclamation is pursuant to the United States Supreme Court ruling Shirtlift v. City of Boston that the city's refusal to let Shirtlift and Camp Constitution fly their flag based on its religious viewpoint violated the free speech clause of the First Amendment. I've stated all this just for context. I'm the one who have made, had made the second request for the flagpole. Thank you. Thank you. Good Thank evening. You. Thanks, Council, uh, for hosting this tonight. As I shared at a previous council meeting, one of the things that makes our country and our community great uh, is the sacred right to respectfully disagree and, um, and hopefully still be kind to each other uh, in the process instead of demonizing each other. And I, I, I love that that's t the spirit in this room tonight. I realize we're creatures who identify with symbols that we feel represent us. And although the pride flag is at the center of this discussion tonight, I believe there's a much larger can of worms that, to be dealt with. Um, as has been said, public buildings and spaces are maintained by taxpayer funding, which come from citizens of diverse backgrounds and beliefs and values. And uh, the core principle here is one of neutrality, which our government is constitutionally obligated to uphold. The precedence of flying any flag which is not intended to represent everyone in a community, whether religious or secular, is inherently problematic. It's impractical, obviously, to fly every group's flag, and it's contentious and unlawful to select some while rejecting others. This doesn't mean that we diminish the importance or inclusion of any group of law-abiding citizens, but we have a myriad of other means for any group to be recognized through privately funded events, educational forums, and other public gatherings that they may wish to organize. So I would argue that such venues actually would, would actually be uh, more productive in, uh, for active dialogue and profound understanding on the issues at hand. And so I'll conclude 
by stating that while we should recognize and respect every human being created in God's image, honoring the importance of one over another is not a way to foster inclusion. We already have three flags, this has been stated, and our focus should be on protecting safe, neutral public spaces while finding other meaningful ways to acknowledge the diversity in our community. Otherwise, we're gonna be, have an ongoing future of contention at best and potential litigation at worst that's not gonna foster any of the unity and inclusion that we claim to be aiming for. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Good evening. My name is Sebastian. Um, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith, as it is written, the righteousness shall live, the righteous shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For, for what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. So they are without excuse, for although they knew God, they did not honor him as God and give thanks and or give thanks to him, for they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. It's Romans 1, 16 to 21 in ESV. I'm an American infantry soldier. I have spilled blood and watched fellow brothers die for our beautiful American flag, which stands for the freedom of all, equally and without discrimination. There is only one matter, uh, there is only one solution to this matter, and that's to fly government flags. The heart of this matter goes far beyond flags. We need to heed God's word in matters of the soul. We are without excuse. Thank you. Again, I'll, I'll admonish the audience. Please, uh, no, no clapping or cheering. And uh, 26 through 30, if you want to go ahead and make your way to the podium. Good evening. Good evening, Mr. Mayor, Vice Mayor, Councilman. I want to express my gratitude for the quoting of the California Constitution from this first speaker. And with that, uh, it embodied everything that we stand for on both sides of the aisle. When we pledged to the flag, everybody on both sides of the aisle proudly pledged and we were unified. Uh, I also want to bring up uh, resolution number 2023. I can't change it, but I do have a question and I am taking exception to two words in it. Uh, the word in the second whereas, uh, where you use increased equity, and in item uh, six, where you say creed. Now, addressing equity, I have no problem with equity. That is uh, used in our Constitution in Article 3, Section 2, regarding equity of law, and that comes from British law and the equity courts where property disputes and monetary disputes 
were uh, equitably uh, decided upon, where there was a winner and a loser. I uh, suggest instead of equity, equal. And creed, lifestyle is defined under, can be defined as a creed. And you're saying that no creed. So you have resolved yourself by those two definitions that are clearly accepted universally into a conundrum. Next, I want to speak on love. Yeah, thank you. I'm out of time. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Good evening. Hi, Mayor, Vice Mayor, Council Members, and City Officials. I'm here tonight. Both my husband and I have 30 years, 60 years altogether of military service, and we love unity and we love our country. My Bible tells me to speak the truth in love, and my Bible also tells me to love God first and to love my neighbors as myself. We have had LBGTQ neighbors, and they have told us that they have never been loved as much as they did as being our neighbors, and it's because we follow what the Bible says, but we also speak the truth in love. Tonight, I want to thank you for serving our city. Your leadership is important in representing all of us who work and live here, and I mean all of us. In my humble opinion, on public property and over government buildings, I believe the only flags that should be flown are our nation, state, and city, because each of those flags represent all of us. I would ask that you vote to fly only those flags that represent us all, because that will bring unity to our city, and I love our city, and I love everyone in there. Thank you. Good evening. Good evening. Thank you, Mr. Mayor, Madam Vice Mayor, Council Members. My name is John Moore. I'm a new resident of Vacaville, homeowner. You know, I've thought a lot about everything as we've been talking, and one, I, I oppose hate in any way. Hate is wrong. I grew up in the South, and most of you understand what that means. I've seen it from, I'm 64 now, I've seen it from every every side and it's terrible and it should never ever be allowed or embraced and I'm, I'm sorry that people still seem to act that way it's wrong one of the things that I noticed in in thinking about this when I was in law school they talked about both in civil and criminal law about what was termed the floodgates argument and what typically takes place in any of these kind of events is that you have a way of looking at a, a court case that allows you to take one side or the other or you, you take a position that opens a floodgate that you don't often see. And the problem that I see with any decision that you guys have here, I'm in favor of 2B1 for it to be just government flags. And the reason for that is you talk about a floodgate that you're going to open up if you if you do this, it, there's no end to it. There's virtually no end. I'm all for everybody having the right to believe what they believe, of course. I'm a Christian. I believe in Jesus. I'm, I'm a born-again believer. But I also think as a, as a citizen of this 
town. I should urge you from a legal standpoint, I'm not a lawyer. I did go to law school. I'm a music director. I'm very busy. I know you guys are very busy. I don't see how you have time to deal with it, nor to open the floodgates of the potential litigation and hostility and things that would come. Thank you. Thank you. Good evening. My name is Suzanne Johnson. I'm retired police special services supervisor for the city of Vacaville. Can we quantify the number of worthy causes? In my research, I could not. There are over 203,893 nonprofit organizations in California. They include children, literacy, senior citizens, health care, environment, hunger, homeless, human well-being, and animal welfare, and the list goes on. To allow one cause means you must allow all, or the action is very div divisive. You are to represent all, not special interests, regardless of their good intent. Anything else is divisive. This brings me to a second point. Staying within the purpose and function of the city council, Vacaville's pol policies and procedures. Can we get, excuse me, can we get some help over there? Yeah, all right. We just have a, we might be having an emergency. What do we got? Hold on a second. I'm going to pause you for a second. Sorry for the disruption. You had, I believe, about 50 seconds left, so. Vacaville's policies and procedures for city council, general powers and responsibilities on page 11, focus in on community growth, taxes, general plan and improvements. I could not find anything intended for being a judge over special interests. It's very time consuming. Growing an expensive government, it is easy. It, it, just takes people to start doing things outside of the intended designated purpose. For a good cause, of course, government starts out working for us, then through overreach becomes inflated and costly. How many hours have you spent so far on this topic alone? Please stop it all now. You re represent all citizens. Just allow the government to flag to fly. We can't afford <laughs> to to look at all special interest. Let private citizens fly their own flag on their own property. Thank you. Good evening. Good evening, Mayor, Council. My name is Greg Genini. I've been a resident of Vacaville for 20 years. I love this city. It is a great city. And recently I taught a class on citizenship. It caused me to have a deep appreciation for our country and the ideals it represents. We see those ideals in the American flag. The American flag has all the ideals we need as a nation and a city. The problem isn't what the American flag represents. The, the problem really is people and what we represent. We're not perfect. 
And you cannot force your opinion on others by flying a particular flag and expect the whole community to celebrate it with you. Simply cannot be forced. It is like when I tell my son to sit down and he sits down. But he tells me I'm sitting down on the outside, but I'm standing up on the inside. You can try to force the agenda on all and try to get the community to celebrate it with you, but rather than unifying our city, it will cause greater strife and disunity. President Kennedy, in his inaugural address said, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Rather than always expecting something from our government with your hands out to get, this is an opportunity to see what we as individuals and citizens can do in terms of works of service to improve our city. Rather than activism, maybe we could all spend a little more time serving our community, feeding the hungry, caring for the needs of the, the hurting, supporting the elderly. Thank you for your time. Vote uh, 2B1. Thank you. Good evening. Good evening. Um, I'm a Christian. I go to a fine church here in Vacaville. That has nothing to do with tonight. There's a separation between church and state. There shouldn't be hymns sung before city council meetings, and the Bible has absolutely nothing to do with this decision. It's a decision, as goal number five in our strategic plan says, to, com to promote community engagement and increase equity and inclusion. She's pointing a camera at me. Um, there's a precedent here. For three years, the, flag, the pride flag has been flown. Flying the flag, having the pride festival hurts no one. There's no one out there dragging your little children off into a corner. There's no one trying to sell anything. There's no one talking about sex. It's just the recognition of a people group that deserves our support. Thank you. Thank you. At 31 through 35, if you want to go ahead and make your way to the podium. Good evening. Good evening. Thank you all for being here. I know it's a long night, so I'm going to try and talk really quickly. I've had my coffee today. <coughs> um, my name is Jacqueline Martinez. I am the children's director at a local church here in Vacaville, and it is an inclusive church. We are affirming, accepting, and we are run by gay pastors. So I am speaking from that lens. I work with children from pre-K up to high school. So today I'm specifically speaking for our youth. Our youth are the future. They're, they're what's happening next. And in a world where everything is changing and shifting and they have so many things going on about them, if they go into a space and they see a flag, they know they are welcome. That is an indicator, a beacon of hope that if nobody else in this entire room has my back, I know that if I go there, that place has my back. And I would love for us to be a community that says, this is okay, you are welcome. We're not hurting anybody by putting this flag up. We're just saying, you are welcome. And I think as we look past in history, it repeats itself. And we also come, we come to hard decisions. You know, After so many years, we come to a hard decision. 
Today seems like one of those hard decisions. And I think if it weren't for the hard decisions made before us, the people who are advocating for our community would not look like this. There's so much diversity. There are men, women, backgrounds from all kinds because people had to make a hard decision. And although the majority of people speaking might be loud saying this is not right, at some point in history, there was a sign, I'm sure hung somewhere not too far from here that said whites only. And people had to make a hard decision to say that that is not right. And so today, I ask for you to just understand it's a hard decision, but we have a chance to be on the right side of history or the wrong side of history. Amen. Thank you. Good evening. Good evening. Um, I'm Levi. My buddy Aaron Ray right here. Great speech. Loved it. Uh, Miss Rico, whoever, the family who donated the flags, right? Absolutely amazing. I see both sides. My friend, right there. <laughs> it's a flag. And uh, to me, it's nothing. But to my little brother, it means a lot. And, uh, sorry. Uh, it means a lot to my little brother. Um, I, uh, I started working downtown. I was the first to ever do Pride Nights downtown Vacaville. And it brought my brother to a safe place. And when you guys flew that flag, it was a sense of community. And uh, just don't take it away. Everybody fights for something. They're not asking it to be in schools. They're not asking it to be in anything like that. They're just asking it to be downtown. You have people probably in the police force, or you were a chief in the police force. You probably had people that were gay in the police force. You have people at Travis Air Force Base that are gay. You have, probably, you have people probably in the fire department that are gay. You have people that are teachers that are gay. You probably have city workers that are gay. And they can't say that they like this flag being flown because they don't know how the city is going to treat it. So they stay silent. And they're offering the people to speak up. And people who are praying about the Bible and all that, that's crazier than shit. It's just a fucking flag. Okay. Good evening I'm to just, you all. Hold, hold on, I'm going to pause you for a second. Again, I'm, I'm, this is just a reminder of decorum here. So I appreciate the passion and, and, and the message, but let's, this is being, this is out there to the public on television. And so I just ask that you be cautious in, in the words you use while you're trying to formulate your thoughts. And, and also to the audience, again, just be mindful. The person who's trying to speak, sometimes it's difficult to get in front of people. And so the intimidation shouldn't be there to have your voice heard freely. So thank you. Good evening. Good evening. My name is Mary Robinson. My family has been in Vacaville since the 1950s. And I would like to say to decline to fly the flag, a commemorative flag of a minority group like the LGBT plus community does not mean that that group is demeaned. It simply means that the group is not elevated above another group. I support flying only government flags 
like the American, Californian, and Vacaville flags from our government flagpole. I also would urge you to uh, vote against a divisive proclamation that, again, would elevate one group above another group. Thank you. Thank you. And good evening. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no worries. Good evening, Sean here. Um, clarification for slide number seven. Uh, on all three cases, there was a promise that no proclamation was going to be made. It was done surreptitiously, and promises were made not to fly the flag, but they were done. Politics, I suppose. Unintended consequences. Well, first of all, you guys know my story. I've shared a home with a homosexual couple for years. My brother was gay. No big deal. Didn't need a flag. We just loved each other. We all love everyone, at least I hope that you do. And you don't need people turned into victims or if, if they're a victim, then there's a violation of law and I better get going here. Unintended consequences. There's a group called Outthought based out of uh, UC Berkeley. Professor Gemma, Gemma De Cristo from UC Davis, uh, one of their speakers, and they are a trans activist group. On 10 October, this is just so you know, there's, you keep, people are saying this group hates that one. 10 October, she tweeted, one group of people we have easy access to in the US is all these Zionist journalists who spread propaganda and misinformation. They have houses with addresses, kids in school. They can fear their bosses, but they should fear us. Emoji, knife, axe, three drops of blood. You shouldn't have introduced this into our city. You've created separate camps and division. Those of us who've, who've loved people, love people, period, and their proclivities should not be enforced on anybody. Had you flown that flag over my fire station, I would have sued the city for a hostile work environment. So please go with two Thank Bravo, you. Idaho. Thank you. And I do believe the next group, um, if I'm keeping track, was 26 through 30 or 31 through 35? How about 31? Excuse me? Wow, we're getting in. All right. All right. So up, up after that will be 41 through 45. So I'm just listening, so I'm trying to keep up with multitasking. So good evening. Good evening, uh, Mayor, City Councils. Thank you for uh, taking the time to do this. Um, <clears throat> I am, um, my name is Elias. I'm from this community. I have been in this country for since 1979. I came from Mexico. I, I love this country. I love what this country stands for. Um, I love the flag of the, of the United States and the freedom that, that I see in it. Um, I can tell when there is freedom and when there is not. But what I wanted to share with you is this. I wanted to share something from the National Institute of Mental Health. And it says, the brain finishes developing and maturing in the mid to late 20s. The part of the brain behind the forehead called the prefrontal cortex is one of the last parts to mature. This area is responsible for skills like planning, prioritizing, and making good decisions. What I wanted to go with this is that um, these days there's been many 
types of surgeries performed on young people to transform their bodies. And, and what it does is, um, for example, um, um, uh, for example, if you allow this flag to fly uh, for a day or a month or whatever it is, this is what you're actually saying. I support anyone under 25 years of age, which is not fully mature, um, to have a physical transformation through surgery, such as the removal of uh, uh, the body parts of a females or males, and all the medications used to transform a young body. So that's what we're really saying. We are supporting that. And I, I think I'm, I am opposed to flying the flag. I support uh, to be one. Thank you. Thank you. Hi. And 41 through 45, if, if you want to go ahead. I'm and Judy Frando, and I live in Vacaville. And it breaks my heart that people are um, being ridiculed and depressed. I, I've been against discrimination for like a, since I can remember. And I um, actually, I work with kids and I see really a lot of meanness. Um, every child who comes to me, and I have a lot, um, are bullied to some degree. So I, I think that there needs to be more law from the schools on up um, regarding that kind of behavior, whether it's um, to adults, to adults, or children to children. That's, that's huge. Um, I'm nervous now, so I have to think. Uh, I think that if we want to affirm people, we do it by flag, by, um, by the way we treat them. And I'm not here to judge anybody. I don't want to be judged. I, I, but, I, but at the same time, to fly a flag that basically connotes sexual activity is um, really inappropriate. I think that we need to be loving to people, but it doesn't need to be on a flagpole. Uh, and I think if we are going to like, work with people non-discrimination, like non we could fly a flag with Martin Luther King or Gandhi or something like that, but I don't think we need to fly a flag that denotes sexual activity. And also I think the sexual activity um, has gone down to the elementary school where they, they think they're girls or boys or whatever, and I know the autistic community has been really, really impacted by that. Um, our country is formed, came from the Judeo-Christian imp oh impacts, and I feel like, I'm talking too fast, I feel like as a Christian, I'm under attack, and I feel as a Christian, I'm judged, and I feel as a Christian, um, Thank you. I'm discriminated against. Hello, Kirk Hargreaves, resident since 1995. Uh, begin quickly by noting that I, I uh, oppose hatred. Uh, was a victim of, uh, I guess you would call it racism. Nine years old, I went to my mother and I said, why do all these people hate me? And she said, because you're not born in the right race at a wedding ceremony uh, of family. And so there I was crying. I was very upset. I couldn't figure it out. And I said, Mom, I think they think I'm odd. And I think she said, you are a little, no, I'm teasing. But <laughs> it was a very difficult time. And I, I, personally, I personally take a stand against uh, offing any group or separating any group, especially as some of us have experienced that. I'd like to see a flag 
that would promote vibrant diversity. A flag that no matter who comes through this town would know that they are all accepted and honored beyond question. I think we already have that with the United States flag, yeah. uh, which, which simply stands for the fact that we uh, are all under liberty and, and uh, acceptance by all, liberty and justice for all. Maybe we need more education on what the United States flag stands for than just run past it thinking that we now need to add another item beside it. Maybe it's a lack of understanding that when we see that flag, it is saying liberty and justice for everybody and that that should warm us when we go by. The last thing I want to mention, um, how many, if we consent to this, I stand for to be one, but if we consent to this, how many more uh, things are going to be asked of the city council down the road? Thank you. Ooh, That's right. best part of it. I got to leave it alone. <laughs> it's amazing how the thoughts can go quickly. Good evening. Good evening, Vacaville. I have sat long enough and heard enough. I've heard Christian, I've heard the LGBTQ, please, I don't know all the rest of the letters and the signals, and it's not because of hate. We need to get our act together. We have bigger things to do than to worry about who's raising a flag, who's putting it down. Right now, our country is becoming divided because of what's going on in another country. And we're worrying about a flag. I love you. I do. As a matter of fact, I send an apology from me and those who are true Christians for the hatred that has been showed to you. I watched a grown man cry because his brother was gay. Guess what, church? Shake your tree. You might find some, some, some homosexuals and, and gay and lesbian out of your house too. Guess what, church? And guess what, gay? You're going to find some heterosexuals falling out of your church, out of your, out of your tree. We need to come together because we are Americans. That's what we are. Black, yellow, white, tall, small, whatever you are, we are Americans. We come under, even in the, in the Pledge of Allegiance, one nation under God. I've heard you say you were Christians. I've heard you say you were Christians. We are under God. Since we're under God, why can we not get together? When we have someone that is in the LGBTQ that's been hurt, church, get with them, pray with them, talk with them, find out what's really going on. Thank you. Good evening. Good evening. As Abraham Lincoln once put it, a house divided against itself cannot stand. And unfortunately, as I look around here tonight, I see a house divided. This does not uphold the American spirit. The LGBTQ plus community requests that you allow them to fly their flag on the city flagpoles. They felt unrepresented and wanted all citizens to recognize how inclusive, equitable, and diverse Vacaville is. However, if you choose to fly their flag, 
the heterosexual males and females in our community will be unrepresented. We will come to you with our own flag, one that shows a male and female, maybe with a little heart between them. If you fly both flags outside City Hall, won't everyone look at it and think Vacaville is so diverse, equitable, and inclusive? No. When people drive by our city flagpoles, they will see two opposing flags, flags that do not promote peace and unity, but hostility and division. Vacaville will seem an unstable city, torn apart by warring factions. The American spirit presents a different way. We currently have three flags in front of our, on our city flagpoles our city, state, and country flags. Each represents a distinct, diverse entity, but all are united under the country flag, the American flag. This flag represents diversity, equality, liberty, and most of all, unity. We do not need another flag on our flagpoles. We need to raise awareness for what our current flag stands for. Oh, I'm sorry, I thought my time was up. Yeah. We the people must unite under one banner, old glory, the red, white, and blue. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Good evening. Good evening. My name is Mary Elkins. I've lived here since 1970. I advocate for allowing commemorative flags and continuing to display the rainbow flag during Pride Month, as our neighbors in Fairfield and Vallejo do. To the members of my community who have given their perspective on religion, I just want to say that every God I've ever been taught about was about loving all beings, regardless of sinners, as we are all supposed to be, regardless. God is about loving everybody, not discriminating against them. And I want to point out that we recognize Christmas in this town for about a month. It's coming up. We're going to have a tree lighting ceremony. We have a huge tree where that flagpole stands. We also have a celebration of lighting a huge menorah. If we can't celebrate gay people who have been discriminated against and attacked for years, decades, then why are we celebrating Christmas and the menorah? Not everybody in this town celebrates Christmas, and not everybody in this town celebrates Jewish. But we do those, so I think there's a little discrepancy there. As a teacher, I've seen what kids go through being discriminated against because they're gay. And I keep hearing about the American flag, and while it should be standing for all of us, it doesn't. Please, please, please don't move us backward. Promote respect and acceptance and inclusion for all the citizens of Vacaville. Thank you. Good evening. My name is Sarah White, and I just wanted to start my public comment by saying this discussion about flag policy is just as much about the discussion of fountains during our civil rights movement. It is not about flag policy, as we've been seeing tonight. It is about discrimination. I also want to start off by saying that myself, the executive director of Solano Pride Center, Jonathan Cook, and Mr. Carley did have a meeting in May to discuss a proclamation and the flag raising. The meeting was professional. It was not hostile. So please, if anyone who's under that impression, please understand that that is not how the meeting went. 
However, the meeting was met with religious undertones, as I'm also seeing again here tonight. I'm here to stand up for the city of Vacaville. I'm here to stand up for the queer community of Vacaville. I'm here to stand up for the queer youth of Vacaville. And I also wanted to make a point that in the entire county of Solano, that Vacaville was the only city to meet the LGBTQ community with resistance this past June. During this meeting, Mayor Carley asked several times, how can we get the city of Vacaville to come together to make this an okay thing? And I think the answer is right in front of you right now. And also happened during the month of June. We had allies come together and say, this is not right. We value our queer community in Vacaville. We have our queer community in Vacaville saying, I am here, I exist, and I deserve your recognition and respect just as much as my neighbor. So this is not about a flag policy. This is about the right to exist. This is about the right to have our own civil rights, the right of recognition, the right to safety, and the right to say that Vacaville is a safe place to be queer. Thank you. Good evening. My name's Amelia, and compared to many who have spoken here today, I'm a relatively new resident of Solano County. I spent my 18th birthday doing phone banking for the No on Prop 8 campaign with my friends. One of our favorite slogans was, if you don't like gay marriage, don't get one. We are not trying to turn anyone gay. We just want to live and love in peace. Um, I was heartbroken when Prop 8 passed, but progress is often two steps forward and one step back. I am so thankful that my right to equal marriage is now protected at both the state and federal level. My wife and I bought our first home here two years ago. Many of my friends are also buying their homes now. Millennials have been, as a whole, more progressive than previous generations, and Gen Z and Gen Alpha have blown our progressiveness out of the water. New housing is being built continuously. Gen Z and Gen Alpha are gonna be the people buying those homes. Banning the pride flag will send a very clear message to anyone LGBT who is thinking of moving here. You are not welcome. This is not a place for you. If Vacaville wants to take two steps forward today, I highly recommend that the council approve flying the pride flag during Pride Month under 2B2. Love will always win in the end. Thank you. Thank you. And 46 through 50, if you want to make your way to the podium. Hello. Could yeah, go ahead. Hello, good evening. My name is Atlas and I'm making a case for 2B2. Um, I fully believe that commemorative flags should be flown with their respective months. There are, I think, about eight months federally recognized as heritage months, including African American month, indigenous month, um, things like that. I think that flying those flags will show those communities that we are here and we're not trying to get rid of them, we're not trying to discriminate against them, that they're welcome here because a community that is welcoming is a community that is strong and is in communications with each other. <laughs> so I, I didn't have a whole thing, so yeah. Thank you. Good, Good evening. evening. Good evening. My name is Kelly. I've been here for over 20 years. I've been raising a family of five kids. 
and I wanted to start out with the Declaration of Independence, which states in the opening, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. This is what we all live under here in America. The foundation of our nation is on Judeo-Christian values. The scriptures were the principal book on which many of our founding fathers based their wisdom. Their guidance in crafting the documents we hold today come from the Bible, and we would be remiss to ignore that. Truly, they understood where true freedom comes from. Separation of church and state is not in the Constitution. It's a statement from a personal letter Thomas Jefferson wrote in 1802. The red, white, and blue unites people from every ethnicity. Regardless of culture, background, lifestyle, and beliefs, we are all united under the banner of freedom. There is no need for any other flag. We mustn't be so foolish to assume that a flag flown over the city will change the hearts of people. Isn't that a personal issue? Scripture makes it clear we're all born in sin. A flag representing a certain group of people will not change the response anyone gets from a fellow sinner. Esteeming, celebrating, and promoting a group of people based on their sexual identity is not a healthy or appropriate way to run the city. The pride flag isn't my flag, and it's a very divisive one. Please consider the unity of all people who call Vacaville home and fly only the flag that unites every one of us, the American flag. When we bow our knee before our creator Yahweh, we will know without a doubt whether the side of history we chose was the right one. To God be the glory. Thank you. off I'd like to thank the LGBTQ community for being so accepting because what I'm about to say is going to come against what you believe. Um, I'd like you guys to vote to be one government speech, government flags, you know, that stuff only. Government speech limited to government flags only, that's what I meant. So my problem with the LGBTQ flag is a plus sign at the end. It means anybody, any circumstance, bestiality, you know, men having sex with boys, women having sex with girls, that kind of stuff, it's disgusting. And by standing with this flag, flying this flag on the flagpoles, you're saying that you stand by these values. Just the same reason why you won't fly religious flags on the flagpoles is because you would show that, like, Vacaville is standing next to these values and you don't want to be, like, non-inclusive. That's the same reason why we shouldn't fly the LGBTQ flag, because you're showing that you don't stand by anybody else's beliefs, just the LGBTQ. Thank you. Thank you. Hello there. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, my name is Jerry, and uh, <clears throat> I, was, uh, I was raised in the Air Force. My dad was a pilot in the Air Force. Our last station was Turkey, 1968 and 69. And uh, we got here in 69. And 69 was very divisive here. Vietnam War was on. And I saw a lot of divisiveness, you know, and it was, uh, it was really, really bad. And thinking back um, about divisiveness is in, I was always raised in a, a on-base school until we moved to Montgomery, Alabama. And uh, I was 10 years old, and the first time I lived off-base in Montgomery, Alabama in 1962. Okay, I was 10 years old. You want to talk divisiveness? You know, I flunked sixth grade there. And I went on to Savannah, Georgia the next year for the next, uh, uh, you know, and, and, I, and I just started re rebelling. 
And that's, that's, that's my story. I just saw the divisiveness. And that's what I see here that, that is so important to, to look at. You know, um, like I said, I was raised in the Air Force. And man, the, the American flag means a whole lot. I saw people in Nam go away and not come back. I saw them come back and come back not right, you know. So I'm a flag waver, man. And you know what? You, you know, the United States flag, the city flag, the state flag. I'm a small business. I'm honest. I pay my taxes. And those three, I pay my taxes too. That's it. Thank you. I think 51 through 55, make your way, please. Good evening. Good evening. We'll get right to it. The pride flag, or any commemorative flag for that matter, has no place hanging beside the California and U.S. flags, as well as that of Vacaville. As people of these United States, established in the Constitution, all men and women are created equal by God and before the law of these United States. This experimental form of government, as Abraham Lincoln once exclaimed, was of the people, by the people, for the people, and represented in a banner consisting of red and white stripes with a blue rectangle in the canton, originally adorned with 13 stars, has now matured to 50. This nation, for all of its imperfections over the last 246 plus years, and on the way to deliver on that original promise of being a more perfect union, this flag has bonded us together as one people through the shedding of our own blood, our own sweat and tears, in order to protect what we hold most dear, our liberty, ourselves and our posterity. For comparison, the Pride Progress flag, which has been around for nearly half a century, has also grown in its representation, but is limited to a mere 7% of the people by our current estimates. Our original Star Spangled Banner was carried into battle by this nation's first patriots who were willing to die in the quest to free all the colonies and its people from the long-standing British tyranny. It stands for liberty, justice, and freedom, love of country, and national purpose. We are here today to ask ourselves, should we consider flying a flag that represents a people who clearly feel that you need to know who they have sex with and demand that we affirm their sexual identities? I'm likely to be called a bigot this evening simply because I speak the truth and I am in favor of male-female dyads as necessary for the natural procreation of this species. I'd like to point out that public displays of someone's sexual identity, whether gay or straight, have no place beside the grizzly bear or the stars and stripes just as many would see hanging a Christian, Jewish, or Muslim symbols outside these walls on city property is unlawful state promotion of a lifestyle. The viewing of the rainbow expresses the same. Thank you. And for those who are preparing to speak, you can go ahead and line up just for expediency. Thank you. Good evening. Good evening, sir. I've lived in this town. My name is George Caulfield. I've lived in this town for 36 years. I'm going to make this short and sweet. There's only three flags that need to be flown in our city here. The, the uh, government flag, the city flag, and the state flag. And anything else here, if you're gonna put another flag up, it better be a Pittsburgh Steeler flag. Thanks for bringing some levity. Yeah, sorry. Hold, hold on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a chance for the audience okay. to. Okay. There okay. you go. All right. Good evening. My name is Sharon, and I've listened to all these people that talked about lifestyles. There, there were a lot of disgusting things that I heard. I'm not a public speaker, so 
just doing the best I can here. I was born and raised in Solano County. I raised four kids, and they're all uh, good tax-paying adults. Uh, one's a minister, by the way. Um, I, when I first came out, I could be arrested at any time just for wearing a shirt that buttoned the wrong way uh, because that, I had men's clothes on then, and you couldn't do that. You could actually go to jail. I was lucky. I, I stayed out of trouble. I stayed out of jail. I, um, I'm now retired from 35 years as an RN. That's working at the jail, not this jail. Um, and uh, at the hospital. I, I just don't understand all this fuss, all this stuff about the Bible, all this stuff about gay sex. What is that about? It, it, it's more than that. It's much more than that, I'm sure. And what's making me think about is one time a, a bunch of nurses and I were in Washington, D.C., looking at the wall. What a, what a great thing. But somebody said there should be a statue to nurses. And so they looked into that. Do you know the answer that we got? Well, if we were going to do that, we would have to have a statue for dogs. We had dogs in the service. That's the kind of answer I kind of expected to get. There isn't fair treatment in this country. You all know that. All we're asking for, <laughs> and actually right now, I'm not sure I even care. Just show the damn flag. That's Thank you. Good evening. Good evening. My name is John Vogel. I live in Vacaville. Friends? Friends? I couldn't help but notice when we started this meeting that everyone together in unity stood up and said the Pledge of Allegiance to the American flag. I didn't see one person sitting down. I didn't see one person protesting. The American flag provides unity for our people, and it has for a long, long time. I'm sure that if you had any other flag on that screen, that you'd have a much different response, a divided response, a divisive response. And that's the kind of thing that we're trying to avoid. Several months ago, I attended a town council meeting with you where a group of speakers told you that if you flew flags other than the American flag, you would create division. Shortly thereafter, I attended another council meeting where some speakers opposing our, my ideologies and my beliefs stood up and they called me hate speech and they called me a bigot. They said I was intolerant. They said I was a xenophobe, whatever that even means. I would say that you have succeeded in creating division. And it's a sad state in this country where something as simple as someone's beliefs will bring an entire people against them. And I'm seeing that on both sides, and it's unfortunate. I don't want to be a target, but standing up here and standing for what I believe is right is going to make me and my family a target. There's going to be somebody out there that's going to hate me for my beliefs, for my love of Jesus Christ, or for my love of, of God the Father, for my love of my friends on one side or the other. Someone's going to hate me, and that's the unfortunate state of America. But the only flag that should be flown, the only one that I've seen here that create unity is the American flag. The American flag, the state flag, and the city flag. It's the only thing that brings us all together. We can all pledge allegiance to it. We can all stand together with it. And I just pray for your good judgment on your part. Thank you. Thank you.
Good evening. Good evening. I'm number 56, by the way. My name is Anna Patero. I'm a member of the, of the Fairfield Sioux Unified School District Governing Board, and I'm here to speak on my individual behalf. This evening, I've heard the Constitution cited. I've heard the Declaration of Independence cited. When I came outside, from outside, it was 2023. Listening to here, I feel like I'm in 1776. When you listen to the Constitution, some of the words that are hidden that are not expressed this evening was that during that time when those words were written, slaves were a fraction of a person, three-fifths of a person. Women didn't even exist. We needed the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment to recognize that people exist. We needed the, the, the Voting Rights of 1964 and the Civil Rights Act of 1965 to include all Americans. I'm asking you here as a teacher whose students live here in Vacaville who want to be included. We heard a speech this evening that said, when they see the flag, it means you include me. The American flag as it stands today didn't used to look like that. It had to change to have the 13 the stripes and the 50 stars. I wonder how many people understand what those 13 stripes mean, the red and white, and what those 50 flag, 50 stars mean. I'm here to ask you to please vote tonight to support 2B2 and be inclusive and move ourselves forward. Vacaville needs to move to 2023 and join the rest of the world and the rest of California in moving forward and supporting our children, especially the one behind me. He's who we're fighting for. We're not gonna be here in 50 years. God, I hope I'm not here in 50 years. <laughs> but we need to fight for his generation because he will be. What do we say to them? What we did we do for you to make you feel included? Fly the flag, vote for 2B2, thank you. Thank you. And I believe we're, you were 56, so 56 through 60 should be in line here, I do believe. And I think 61, what, sir, what's your number? I have number 57. See, so I'm just getting an advanced cue. So 50, you know, 56, 57 to 60, and then 61 through 65 after that. Um, I think good evening. Good evening, and I thank you for the last person uh, about what they said. But um, um, uh, my name is James Shea Jr., and I would like it if you did keep the pride flag up uh, during June, because uh, pride's really an, an event. Like the, uh, during the pride event in June at the Andrews Park, I really had a fun time there. We saw like drag queens and kings performing, and that's what they were all they were doing. They were performing. They didn't change my views on anything. So, um, and my brothers were there too. One of them being autistic. So, and it didn't change his views on anything. Um, so at school we have a gender social alliance club. I go to Wilsey Wood, by the way. Um, where I've made multiple friends there. Again, not changing my views on anything. I'm still me, still the same. Um, and it's really the flag is just there to show recognition for people in pride. Um, so it would be a help if it didn't go down since there are people, it would help. Um, yeah, sorry, I, I lost my train of thought. Uh, thank you though. Yeah, thank you. Good evening. 
Good evening. Uh, good evening, Mayor, Vice Mayor, City Council, and City Staff. You all know me, Mary Vasquez, longtime resident of Vacaville. Um, usually I'm much more composed than this. My notes are all over the place, so hopefully I can make some sense. Um, thank you, City Staff, for the time and energy and resource, research that you put into proposing the flag policy tonight. Um, I did send you all an email a couple nights ago, um, so you all know where I stand on this issue, but after seeing the staff report that finally came through, um, because it was a little late after the agenda was posted, um, but I felt an urgency to speak tonight and to speak to you all, um, because I do believe that you all should be approving an inclusive flag policy that includes commemorative flags. Um, I strongly encourage you all um, to approve tonight to be two. Um, I think uh, it's important that we have the commemorative flags. I also think tonight, though, you should also identify what those commemorative flags that you want flown um, specifically and ask you all tonight to include uh, the pride flag for, for June. Um, you all know, again, where we stand on this. Um, and I also thank uh, Councilmember Silva for asking the question about why does the policy only apply to the downtown flags. I do think that you all should be considering a policy that includes um, all the locations and specify what can be flown where and when. Um, and I also think that, um, you know, as a longtime resident of Vacaville, um, having grown up here, having grown up with three of you um, on the council for many years, um, I could have never imagined uh, Vacaville in 2023, um, both with the inclusivity that we are trying to create in Vacaville, but also with, um, you know, the challenges that we still face. Um, and so I really implore you to, to um, approve an inclusive policy, but one that is um, welcoming to our next generation in Vacaville. Thank you. Thank you. Good, good evening. evening. Council. Oh, good evening, Council. My name is Ted Freemile. Um, I appreciate that you guys are coming here and spending time and um, I, I feel like our state has so many issues and so many problems and I'm I, I'm really sorry that you guys are uh, that your resources are being used for um, important topics like this but we have so many more things but I'll just start off with I'm, I'm in favor of 2B1 um, and I, I, I'd like to say, I, I come from a very large family. I'm seven of eight children. I've got about 70 nieces and nephews. I have an eclectic, very eclectic group of friends and family from one end of the spectrum to the other. And we don't, we don't always get along. We don't always agree. Um, and you guys have a really tough decision. You know, from what I've heard tonight, um, there's... There's a lot of division here. Uh, there's a lot of diversity here. Uh, I think that, like in our family, when we disagree on a topic, we all come together, we talk about it. Not always, and some won't talk to me anymore. Or some, you know, don't, don't go with what's going on, but the majority rules. So, you know, and I'm asking you guys to consider that, that the majority rules. I am so sorry. I, I, I know you guys got a really tough decision in front of you guys, and uh, you're going to make people mad on one side or the other. And I'm really glad I'm not a city councilman or the mayor. I'm really glad, at least not yet. <laughs> and then I'm, so I'm out of time, and I, I would just uh, 
really appreciate uh, your time to listen to me and perhaps in the future uh, you guys could provide popcorn for such an <laughs> event like this. <laughs> Thank you. Good evening. Good evening. Thank you all for having us here. I want to take my time today to address a particular talking point with um, any time that the uh, discussion of LGBTQ plus is brought up in regards to children. I've heard it a couple times here tonight, and I've heard it a couple times, multiple times on the internet and even outside of this room, that somehow having flags, pride flags, being shown in public will somehow lead to kids having some form of sexual awakening or gaying your children or whatever verbiage is used. And I think there's a massive disconnect. Do you guys remember being children? I know personally, uh, just a f fun little story to embarrass myself, when I was in preschool, so the ripe age of four, I had a massive crush on this girl. And I thought she was really cute, really fun. I hid underneath the desk when she walked into the classroom because I was so embarrassed that I liked her. Four years old, as a straight white man, I knew, I was like, I found her attractive. It was cute, it's puppy love. This is what kids do. Kids are going to be kids. They are going to have the crushes that they have. Because gay people didn't just pop into existence once the first pride flag was created <laughs> by a gay veteran, by the way. Um, when the first pride flag was created, gay people didn't just spawn into existence. They've been gay all throughout history, through recorded history. Look at the, the, the ancient Spartans and the, the ancient Greeks that we so love. Homosexuality was incredibly popular in their culture. So I say that to say that just because we show that we support gay people and we support the LGBTQ plus community does not mean that your children are going to be harmed. Maybe they'll be visible. And we're at 66 through 70. Please come forward. Good evening. Good evening, council members. My name is Bridget Riley. I'm on the Solano Pride Center Board of Directors. We get funding from Solano County for mental health services for youth, and we need it badly. We get funding from Kaiser. We get funding from Horizons Foundation. We are not a political organization, and we do not try to change the minds of anyone. We are accepting and open to all that need care. I wanted to remind the council today that, and someone already mentioned it tonight, you already have a a place of peace declaration on the website, the city of Akaba website. It's a wonderful declaration and I wanna read part of it because I don't have enough time to read it all. Whereas the city of Vacaville and the Vacaville Unified School District recognize the importance of fostering tolerance and understanding in this community, diverse cultures, ethnicities, races, nationalities, lifestyles, and religion. Whereas the city of Vacaville would increase its efforts to provide a safe and welcoming environment for all residents and community members of Vacaville, working with the Vacaville Unified School District, community, nonprofit agencies, and other agencies. Whereas the Vacaville City, Vacaville, um, the Vacaville School District pledged to create a safe environment that allows students, families, residents, and community members equal access and opportunities in the city's and school district programs, services, activities, and further prohibits any form of discrimination, including harassment, intimidation, bullying at any city or school event or activity. 
Whereas recent violence and growing racism have highlighted the importance of a renewed and sustained effort to work collaboratively on community-led efforts to ensure Vacaville is safe, inclusive, and a welcoming community for all who live, work, and visit Vacaville. Whereas Vacaville residents and schools and businesses can first take the step in restoring trust and faith in the goodness of humanity. Thank you. Please adopt 2 to 2 b 2 Good evening. Good evening. Uh, Kevin Jones, 56-year resident of Vacaville, played here in an orchard. I represent a shrinking demographic of voter base, clearly. I approached the city council during the last, in 2017, about Pride Month. I have three children that are born in June, and I was deeply hurt by the way that turned out. Having said that, I don't know where it's going, but I would like to urge you to look at uh, the flags of a particular religious movement or creed to avoid appearance of city government endorsing a religion. Um, I'd like to thank you guys for flying the rainbow flag because Genesis 9 states that God made a promise. I set my rainbow in a cloud and it shall be for the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. So I question your financial aspect and fiscal responsibility as council members. If you choose anything but to be, you open yourself up to litigation. I could go down tomorrow and start a court case saying that that flag represents my God, which it does, ironically. The rainbow was a promise 2,000 years ago, three, from the Bible that you all state you trust, at least half of it and half. I don't know what that's about, but I do feel like you guys need to stick to the easy, it seems like the easiest choice here is to make sure when you're no longer in office, when we vote someone else in, they're not gonna make the mistake of choosing the wrong choice. And in this case, you, you have the potential now to either choose to open up the floodgates to litigation, and I would say, please, think of it in a fiscal manner. This is our city, we love it, we want it to stay this way. You don't have to add anything else to support anybody else. We love them, Jesus loved you, absolutely. That's what he was about. Humility and love. I defer. Thank you. Good evening. Good evening, Mayor and Vice Mayor and City Council members and City staff. I'm really glad to uh, be here to voice my opinion. Um, I'm from District 4, um, and I've been a 30-year-plus um, a veteran of 22 years in the Air Force, active duty. Um, and when I was in the Air Force, I unfortunately grew up in a time where it was called don't ask, don't tell. For those of you that don't understand that, that is open discrimination against gays. And here we are in 2023, still discussing the same stuff about discriminating. It's only a flag, it's only for one month in June. And I don't see what the harm is in doing that. So I support 2B2 for you to adopt. I do also wanna say that um, back in June, I did email every council member on here, and I wanna thank um, Vice Mayor Wiley for being the only person on the council to respond to me. It really meant a lot that you took the time to respond to your constituents. And um, 
the rest of you, I don't know what your excuse was, but you know, you are who you are, and your actions speak louder than what you do. So good luck. Thank you. Thank you. Good evening, Mayor, Vice Mayor, Council. I want to talk a little bit about history. It's interesting that like the 1964 Civil Rights Act that was created to remedy past discrimination, it has been hijacked. Even God's rainbow has been hijacked. In Genesis 9, it was a promise that he would never destroy the earth by water, but he said he would do it by fire. The rainbow is a covenant, and that covenant has been hijacked, and it's being used to change the very thing that God promised to represent sexual behavior and no longer the promise of safety for the earth from a flood. This special interest group has also hijacked the word gay. That word never meant sexual behavior. That word meant, I'm happy. But we know from statistics, that is not what is now the representation of that word. I would ask the council to think, as many have spoken before me, about flags. We need flags. We need flags for adulterers. How about fornicators? How about whoremongers? How about swindlers? How about swingers? If we're gonna have flags about sexual behavior, let's have a flag for every sexual behavior, not just one. Pride, as I said in a previous meeting, is that which represents anti-God. But this flag that I brought tonight, it is not a flag about religion. It's a flag about our country. And it's a flag that says, when all else has failed, appeal to heaven. 1775, George Washington, and as the uh, General Overcontinental Congress, they adopted this to signify who they were fighting for. So if you want to grab flags, appeal to heaven. Thank you. Good evening. Good evening. My name is Patty Ash. I've been in Vacaville for about 11 years, and my family's been here for about 40 years, my sister. I want to thank all of you for having this meeting and listening to everybody. I actually think we should all bring our flags, every single one of us, and it would be a very colorful group. We could all fly it because we all have personal opinions, very strong ones. And I'm listening tonight to everybody's strong opinions. And all of you sitting up there have a very difficult job if you were to try to make all of us happy. But what I brought tonight is as a reminder, and it was spoken, I believe, by the gentleman that came up here earlier. This is our Constitution. For those of you who don't remember, we have one. This is the Constitution of the California of the United States. And it says in here, to simplify your jobs, I would think, and I'll read it to you. It says, the state shall not discriminate against or grant preferential treatment to any individual or group on the basis of race, sex, color, ethnicity, or national origin in the operation of public employment, public education, or public contracting. So I will also read Article 1, Section 7B. A citizen or class of citizens may not be granted privileges 
or immunities not granted on the same terms to all citizens. So what I've been hearing tonight is if you fly one flag constitutionally, and I believe all of you took an oath to this book before you got into office, you on a governmental platform are obligated to uphold this for we the people, for the people, and I hope you do that, and I thank you very much. Thank you. Good evening. Even, uh, hello, council members. Uh, so I support policy option 2B2, allowing government speech and commemorative flags, including the, the pride flag. Uh, I've spoken on this issue previously, and I encourage a non-ideological reason for it. Uh, it's a small gesture. It supports LGBT people uh, and encourages them to feel safe in a hostile community. So there's good reasons for it. Um, many t comments tonight have been hostile, so that sort of proves the case. Um, but I doubt the comments represent 100,000 residents of this city. Um, in retrospect, a professional survey might have been a bit more informative and less harmful. Um, it's probably a skewed sample. Still, uh, a few weeks ago, a 90-year-old veteran came to the, the council chambers and shared some of his story, 90 years old. So it involved accepting he was gay when it sure wasn't easy. I imagine it wasn't easy to speak publicly about it either. That's a difficult thing to do for a man of his generation. That was a gift to you. And I feel tremendous compassion for the child that he once was raised when you could play a game called Smear the Queer. You guys remember that? So you have to be a brave and a strong kid to grow up in a world that calls you a faggot. A pride flag might have helped. Minutes later, a woman read from prepared marks that the pride flag was unpatriotic, like that man didn't exist, like he was invisible. So to queer people, recognize that this is the civic equivalent of smear the queer. Don't be invisible to make a hateful person comfortable. Be joyful. Don't be ashamed. Be proud. They try to bury us, but they don't know we are seeds. Happy Pride. Thank you. It is indeed an honor to come and, and speak. And I thank you for, I want to thank everybody for waiting for me to talk. I'm number 70. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to share, I want to, I'm for 21B, but 212B1, excuse me. And flags do have meaning. There's been some talk here that it's just a flag. The flags do have meaning. It's been referred to that the, the gay flag is simply a flag from Genesis, and I respectfully disagree. In the fact that the, the gay flag has six colors, and God's flag has seven colors. There's a difference there that we need to see. But flags have a representation, and a representation of a judicial... Uh, providence that we live under when it comes to the flag. What I mean by that is if you've been to Arlington Cemetery just outside of Arlington there's a wonderful statue and if you see it you're moved. It commemorates the movement of these soldiers lifting up a flag over Iwo Jima. At great price that was lifted up and uh, commemorated first in a picture and then in this wonderful statue. 
And they chose to raise the American flag because that land was taken not by gays, not by Christians, not by any other flag, but a united people that came and liberated people throughout World War II and other places as well. All I'm trying to say today is the flag has significance. The flag has a representation and as has been said as well, and being number 70, I have to repeat other people, we come together under the flag. Thank you. Yeah, 76 through 80, if you want to make your way to the podium, sir, come forward. Good evening. I'm a longtime resident. My name is James Hines. And um, I know this is a very divisive issue. Great people on both sides of the aisle. And I just want to say I'm in, uh, I'm for 2B1, one just government flags. Thank you. Thank you. Hello. <clears throat> Good evening. Good evening. Hello, Mayor Carley, honored members of the council. I want to thank you for your service to this community. My name is Steve Jacklin. I've been a resident for Vacaville for more than 30 years. I'm an engineer by profession. And more than that, I'm a Christian, and I'm not ashamed to acknowledge that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, that I read the Bible every day. I believe it cover to cover, and it's changed my life, and I think for those in this room that oppose it, it could change their lives as well. In studying the Bible, I have learned that God condemns homosexuality. He calls it a deep sin. And so I think you can understand, when you make a proclamation that says that I should take pride in the sinful behavior of a group of people, I'm against it, and I oppose it, and it's very divisive. And so my recommendation would be, except to honor individuals, that you not make any proclamations at all, because they end up dividing one group against another group. And I am for 2B1. I think flagpoles, the only flag that should be flown are government flags, the flag of the United States. And I want to thank you again for your service and openness and listening to your patience. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. Thank you very much. Thank you. Good evening, Mayor, Vice Mayor, Council Members. My name is Chuck Eason, and I'm here to request that you limit the flying of flags to government flags and refrain from making any proclamations that may be divisive for our community. The role of city government is not to choose sides on divisive issues, especially ones that involve religious beliefs or promote to its residents which beliefs should be celebrated. Here's my reasoning for my request. Some of us may have, more, may have beliefs that are more conservative in nature, others more liberal or progressive in nature. Conservatives may be viewed as unwilling to change with the times or change as society changes and have beliefs that are more black and white or right and wrong based on religious beliefs. For example, I believe that God is an unchanging God and is a source of absolute truth that is shared with us through his word. Liberals or progressives may have uh, may view things more shades of gray or from a secular perspective where there's a moral relativism of what truth is to them individually or changing society. 
So as you consider this as a city council, I think you need to ask yourselves if you want to put yourselves in a position of being an arbiter of absolute or relative truth, or putting yourself in the position of asking one group over another to celebrate something they may not believe to be true. You can avoid putting yourself in this position by limiting flags being flown to government flags and making any proclamation and avoid making proclamations on issues that may be divisive in our community. Thank you. Thank you. Good evening. My name is Lindsay. I am a mother and a teacher and a volunteer coach in Vacaville, and I'm highly invested in this community. I'm also a proud American. I'm against any flag policy that allows any flags other than government flags. Commemorative flags are not inclusive of all people. They often represent only a fraction of Vacaville, but flies from city buildings and in public areas should represent all people who live there. I believe the pride flag is not inclusive. It also represents a religious issue that I do not believe the city needs to promote. If your own policy states that you can't fly religious flags, you also shouldn't fly the pride flag. The American flag already represents the melting pot of a country that we are, so I vote for government flags only. Thank you. Thank you. Good evening. Good evening, Mayor and Council Members. Um, I'm here to speak in support of 2B2. Um, I am also here to say that as a member of a Christian church that has accepted gay people and lesbians in the LGBTQ community since 1976 for full inclusion, um, a lot of the people in this room speaking religiously do not speak for me. So, um, but I'm not here to talk to you about religion. I'm here to talk to you about commemorative flags. And I know we're talking specifically about the one downtown, but my question is if you limit uh, your policy to only the three uh, government flags, what are you going to do about the POW MIA flag that flies at City Hall? And what are you going to do about the flags at the Six Flag Monument on the other side of Andrews Park? So you're already flying commemorative flags. You might as well expand it to include not just the rainbow flag, but some of the other events, and like the Juneteenth flag, I think would be a great addition. I think that there's a Native American flag that would be really nice to fly in November. There's a lot of, of things that the state and federal government already recognize as worth commemorating. And I think if they have flags to do it, that would be nice to include in Vacaville. Thank you. Thank you. Good evening, Mayor, Vice Mayor, staff, council members. My name is Danielle Shea. Um, we've heard a lot of opinions and feelings tonight. I want to take a moment to focus on data. Uh, pride Month has been recognized by the city of Vacaville by displaying a pride flag since 2021. Previous mayors have also issued a proclamation recognizing Pride Month every year since 2018. So in seeking to find how we've taken such huge steps backward from equity, I analyzed three years, the most recent three years of public records from Vacaville City Council meetings for the months of May through September to find data about public feedback regarding city recognition of Pride Month. I looked at countless hours of uh, public comment. Um, I read the minutes, hundreds of pages of minutes. Um, there is no public record of any complaint about the Pride Month recognition until June 13th, 2023. There were no public complaints about flying the Pride flag or issuing proclamations in 2021 or 2022. 
The available data shows us that the people here complaining didn't voice any displeasure about the flag for two years. So what suddenly changed? Data has no meaning without context. So here is the context surrounding the data. On May 24th, 2023, Solano Pride Center met with Mayor Carley to request the continued recognition of Pride Month. Pride Center then released a statement alleging that Mayor Carley was not receptive to their routine request. At the end of the meeting, the Pride Proclamation and raising the flag were not yet approved by Mayor Carley. Subsequently, Mayor Carley's failure to recognize Pride Month was heavily reported upon in the media. Following the negative media coverage and significant public response to the news stories, the mayor ultimately approved the proclamation and Pride flag. the Pride flag was flown for Pride Month. Thank you. Good evening. Hi there, I'm Tom Turpin. Um, I moved here in the 80s, started a company that went public in 2000. I've launched four kids from here in Vacaville successfully. I served on multiple city commissions, including the planning commission, and I've been on advisory committees from national to county level. Uh, I th I'm glad people brought up the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution tonight because the men who wrote that were slave owners and women couldn't vote. So we didn't get here in one step. There's always been an oppressed and marginalized group in our society. They're hard to see, that's why they're marginalized. And it's a really small but very important uh, message of safety for people who don't feel safe to acknowledge them with the flag. The flag doesn't represent recruiting someone to some lifestyle. It just accepts people for who they are. And we all I'm thinking of the man who spoke before and choked up. <clears throat> and what I was going to say is we all know neighbors, friends, and family who are in this community. And if you don't know them, you might ask yourself why not, because they're not that uncommon. It might be you. It might be that they're unsafe in your presence. And it's a small thing for us to do to send a message that the laws of this community apply to everyone. People brought up the First Amendment. First Amendment is also about separation of church and state, not just free speech. And we need, if you Thank can't you. find a way Thank you. to do this, Thank don't you. fool yourself that it's not from a failure of Sir, the separation of church and state. You're welcome. Good evening. My notes are all crossed out, so. Uh, good evening, Mayor Carley, Vice Mayor Wiley, council members, and staff. I'm Donna Harris, and I've been 51 years in Solano County, not Vacaville. Thank you for this opportunity to meet with you again. Um, it's been a long road. People have told you no flag but the USA and the California and the Vacaville flags, because that represents everybody. But not everybody feels they have the liberty and the justice that is promised, especially Latinos, Asians, indigenous, African Americans, and yes, LGBTQIA. We are not seen and treated equally. 
And when we all are, then the USA, the Vacaville, and the uh, California flags will be enough, but not until then. People tell you the LGBTQIA cultural flag should not be flown because we are not Christian. I have stated before that I am Christian, and the response was, you know, I'm the child of the devil, not of God. LGBTQIA youth comprise the highest percentage of suicides in America. Let these kids see their flag flown proudly, and that number will decrease. People tell you LGBTQIA folks want to turn everyone gay, and one small group says we're after your children. We cannot turn anyone gay any more than we can turn somebody Asian or black or whatever. We don't want people to be us. We want people to see us and all marginalized, marginalized people. And until we do have the same equality and justice, we, we need these flags. The song says we are the world. You are the leaders of the world. I leave you with a question. If Vacaville is the only city in Solano County refusing to fly the cultural flag, if there's just one Thank child you. who kills himself or herself or Thank is you. killed, how will you sleep tonight? Thank you. Thank you. Uh, 81 through 85, if you want to go ahead and make your way into the queue, I'd appreciate it. Good evening. Good evening. Thank you very much for listen, let, listen, letting, to me, letting me speak tonight. I apologize. I'm a little bit um, emotional. There are several months that are recognized by the United States, such as February Black History Month, March is Women's History Month, May is Asian Pacific American Heritage Month, June is LGBTQ Pride Month, September 15th to October 15th is Hispanic Heritage Pride Month, October is National Disability Employment Awareness Month, and November is Native American Heritage Month. As somebody who's a member of three of these groups, I can tell you these flags matter. They allow for representation. They allow for me to know that I am safe. I am born and raised in Vacaville. When I was born in 1978, I was brought to my first home on Diadera. So I was born and raised in Vacaville, and then I left, and in college time went and teach. And I taught for 10 years in a very homophobic environment, and I have one quick story to display why we need these flags to be displayed. In the last year, there were three signs put outside my office door that said, God's going to kill all the gays at this school, including you, and I may help repent. I am literally fleeing a homophobic environment, and I fled home. I came back to Vacaville, a place that has the chance to be progressive and not be the only city that refuses to stand up for the marginalized people that are not truly represented by these flags. And for those that spoke earlier, I did sit down during the, National, the, the Pledge of Allegiance. That flag does not fully represent me, nor these other groups that are constantly being marginalized. Please, so listen, make the listen, hard listen, choice. Listen, if you address your, your Please. address the council. Now. Okay, I sat down because I am one of these groups that is not fully represented by that flag, by the three flags that you claim represents everybody. So please make the hard choice tonight. Thank you. Sir, just to keep me on track, what's your number? 77. 77. A little so late. <laughs> that's okay. I'm just trying to make sure that I'm yeah, allowing people to queue. Right so. at the end here, okay. actually. Good evening. Good evening. 
Um, I wish I'd prepped something a little bit more, but I feel like I had to speak. I wanted to come and listen to what everybody had to say. Um, for the most part, I've been heartened, I think, that people are being, for the most part, pretty uh, respectful of each other in our opinions. I can also appreciate the simplicity of adopting uh, 2v1. A lot of people have brought that up, that um, you know we want to limit our liability as a city, and I, and I can appreciate the fiscal responsibility in that. That's, there's, there's something to be said for that. That being said, just because it's maybe the easier decision doesn't make it the correct decision. Um, I grew up in Backville, so I've lived here my entire life, 40 years. Um, aside from college, I came back here right after for <clears throat> a job, and, and I'm now my, a business owner that employs several people and also is a catalyst that creates millions of dollars in other work. So I feel like I'm a valuable, financially valuable, if anything, member of the society. Uh, but I also think something like the flag flying when I was in high school would have been so valuable to me as, as a human being, as, as a person. Uh, I don't know if it would have changed my trage trajectory. Or I don't think I would have been as brave as that young man that came up and spoke earlier. I just wasn't there yet, and also because 1993 was a very different time, um, which is great. I think we are going the right direction. Also, I just want to reiterate that um, flying the flag doesn't really ask anything of, of anybody. It's just, it's just a recognition. It doesn't ask anybody to, to you know, pull over and respect it and to salute it. It's nothing like that. It's just a very simple means to, to keep children alive, <laughs> not to be too dramatic, but that's, that's what we're talking about here. And, um, <laughs> and your kids driving by a, a rainbow flag on the street isn't going to turn them gay any more than, you know, a picture of Jennifer Aniston on my bedroom wall when I was 13 turned me straight. It, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> Uh, I would have chosen the easier route if I, if I had taken it, but it didn't, didn't pan out. Um, I appreciate the speed yeah. today. Yeah, thank you. It looks, I see that the next group is 86 through 90 if we're on track, but if you're anywhere before that, come forward. Good evening. Good evening. My name is Richard Whittington. I'm a 20-year resident of Vacaville, and I want to speak tonight in favor of 2BI, the limiting the flags to the three flags that are flown now. Um, you have no idea what the political winds, how the political winds will blow in the future, and you have no idea what kind of group might come to you in the future and want their flag flown. By limiting it now, you eliminate any possibility of any type of other group uh, coming and, and wanting their agenda brought to the city. Um, also, the pride flag isn't flown for 11 months. That doesn't change Vacaville for those 11 months. It's no more violent towards the gay community or the LGBTQ community. It doesn't, doesn't mean Vacaville is any different for those 11 months. So why fly it for one month? It doesn't, it doesn't mean that Vacaville isn't accepting of gays or, or is uh, not inclusive of gays. There's plenty of pride flags flown all around the city. I just want, I just think it, the uh, government flag poles should be limited to government flags. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we also have a microphone in the back, sir. I'm Harold Dover, former senator from Montana. I appreciate the job that you have up there tonight. You represent all of us. 
It's a big decision. And it's a decision once you've made, it's imposed upon all of us. It's a great responsibility. But you, as you stand there tonight, are not faced with something that has never happened before. We've always had to make great decisions and decisions that affect our society for ages to come. And one that we are talking about tonight has a big effect on our people here in Vacaville. Our flag, what is it going to stand for? I like that our flag is a United States flag, a state flag, and a city flag. I can stand for those because they mean so much to me, my past, my present, my future. Other things I don't want below that flag because they do not involve everybody. I don't want to put a flag up there that would impose some criteria on other people, represent other people. So that's where I stand today. It's a hard stand to make, but I know you can do it. Thank you. Thank you. Do we have any other speakers that had chosen to speak tonight? Do we, show of hands of anybody left who has a card or has, okay, there's a few more. If you want to go ahead and make your way, good evening. Good evening and welcome everybody. You know, uh, you're in a hard spot. I've been uh, a school board member for 20 years. I've been five terms. And I guess what I want to say is, you know, take every, take what, you know, you guys have a big responsibility. People depend on you. People elected you. So listen to everybody, go inside and do the right thing. Whatever, you know, you, that's all we can ask for you to do the right thing from what you really believe and what you really think should happen. I can tell you one thing though, for me, and, and, and I'm, not, I'm not in anybody else's shoes, you know, so for me, flag, no flag, personally doesn't matter. But I, what I can tell you is I'm also, for 25 years I've been, um, a, I'm a senior manager at Solano County Mental Health. And what I can tell you is that so many of our LGBTQ kids have been suicidal, have been bullied relentlessly at school, have really had a lot of pain. And whether, whether there's a flag, I just implore all of you publicly to say that you support them and you support kindness and inclusivity and love. And you know, I have a, we have a sign in front of our house that says, hate has no home here. Right? I don't care if you believe in God or you don't believe in God. It's a very personal decision. I respect everybody's personal decision. But people are human. We're all human and we all feel and we all have trouble and we all have good things. But 
these people suffer, and that's why, that's why people who are marginalized want something special, because they suffer. So whatever it is, come out and be for the people that suffer. Thank you. Good evening. Good evening. Thank you guys for uh, your time up here for this matter. Um, I completely oppose any type of hate whatsoever. And my concern here is that we have the opportunity to have the American flag, the state flag, and the Vacaville flag, that we can all be united. And united is what we need to be, especially when things are so bass-ackwards. Thanks. Thank you. Good evening. Hi, Mr. Mayor, Vice Mayor, Council Members. Um, I just want to say, yes, the decisions that you have to make are difficult, but what I've seen and listened to all night is that we need to have unity, and unity after serving in the, the military for many, many, many years, the flag is important, the American flag, our state flag, and our city flag. And in order to keep the city together, we just need to have be one. And so I just thank you and just keep you in prayer. Thank you. Thank you. Good evening. Thank you, Mr. Mayor, Council. Why are you all up there? It's because you were elected you were elected to represent us all. How do you do that? By listening to us all. When we have this room full of many opinions, what is the one thing that seems to unite us all? We're Vacaville. Is that why we hang the Vacaville flag? Yes. What also unites us? For if we're in Vacaville, we're also in California. Maybe that's why we have the California flag. And above all that, we do have the American flag. I've heard some things happen here tonight. I've heard some things said that I thought were very shameful. Talking about a POW flag or MIA flag, maybe you want to know what that represents. I do. I think the best way for you to serve Vacaville is to listen to Vacaville. And I think that you need to consider who you represent in us. All, not a few. You don't single us out by taking one flag over another. Thank you. Thank you. Good evening. Good evening. Thank you for holding this special meeting. Um, this is obviously an issue that is important to our community. I hope that the council will vote to approve a government speech policy that allows for council approved commemorative flags. Flags are a simple and powerful way to show support for the diverse members of a community. When I see pride flags, it signals that I am safe and valued and protected. By approving a government speech policy with commemorative flags, you are creating opportunities for the city of Vacaville to support its community now and in the years to come. Looking at this issue practically, the policy proposed by staff would also protect the city 
from the potential problems that a limited public forum would cause. There have been a whole lot of slippery slope arguments tonight, and I appreciate that this policy would give the City Council control over what is displayed. Please vote to approve the government speech policy allowing for commemorative flags to protect the LGBTQ plus community and to protect Vacaville as a whole. Thank you. Thank you. Mayor Kiley and the council members, everybody here, I'm certain, thanks you for your time. I've spoken before here. People say, well, I've lived here in Vacaville for a while. Well, I've been here, I don't know, 45 years about. I was born in Fairfield, so I didn't travel too far. My family in 1880 had a dairy farm on Grizzly Island. This hat tells you where I come from. A lady said a little while ago that there wasn't a memorial for nurses. I got news for you. On that wall, some 50-some thousand men died, died in Vietnam. I knew a lot of those guys. You touch the wall, you touch their name. If you go over to the monument that we have at City Hall, they represent the people that were from Solana County that died. That flag was for everybody. The flag that was raised on Mount Shiribachi on Iwo Jima by the Marines wasn't for just the people that say I'm an American. It was for you people that if you want to raise that flag, you raise that flag, but it doesn't belong on our flagpole. We got three flags, the city flag, the state flag, and the American flag. If you can't honor it, leave it. That was my flag and I took an honor to defend it and I would fight for any one of you because of that flag. I love it. Bye-bye. Thank you. Hello, thank you uh, for giving us the right to voice our opinions. We have many opinions here and I thank God that I have that right to be able to address you today. Um, there's a lot of opinions, um, a lot of, uh, I don't agree with all of them, but I agree that they should be able to say what they want. Yet, um, if they want to raise a flag at their home or whatever, uh, let them do that. I believe that we should just have uh, government flags flown in Vacaville uh, and including the school street bridge or whatever that's called. Um, just we, they, uh, the, the book that was, um, that formed our free government that allows us to talk freely was inspired the government that was created was inspired by the Bible, this Bible. Jesus shed his blood for us all. We're all sinners, every single one of us. I'm a horrible sinner. I'm saved by his blood. And the, the founding fathers understood this, and they wrote this for a, a, a free nation so that we could live and our children can live. Speaking of children, 
I absolutely oppose what's going on in the uh, gay pride uh, stuff. There are homosexuals who have gone through sex change. You can go to sexchangeregret.com and hear the wrenching stories of people who regret their transitions. Uh, Dr. Michelle Critella talks about gender uh, dysphoria and all this stuff. John Hopkins University found that there are, is no evidence that people are born gay. Please do not divide our city over something that's very harmful to a lot of people. Thank you. Good evening. Good evening. Um, my name is Jackie Brown, and I've lived in Vacaville for over 30 years now. Um, I love living here in Vacaville. Um, there's a lot of uh, things that have come up tonight uh, about God, about religion. So I think I do want to say um, that I, I am gay and that I love Jesus. I love Jesus. I'm so happy that I'm in, in this community and I'm a part of a, a, a church, a local church here in Vacaville that is um, inclusive, that is affirming, that welcomes anybody to walk through those doors, no matter their, their gender, their, you know, um, their sexuality, their disabilities, any of that. Um, and I am happy to be in this community and I wanna be a part of this community um, for a very long time that is inclusive to everybody. Um, I think uh, we're talking about commemorative flags, but really what I'm gathering, the real issue is, is the, the rainbow flag. Um, but it's, it's, it's much deeper. It goes way beyond just a flag. It's, it's the entire community being represented. It's, it's the entire community and just people that are marginalized being represented in different ways um, and being loved on. And that's what I would hope for people that walk into my church personally and for people that come and visit this community or live in this community, that they feel seen, that they know that they're deeply loved regardless of their sexuality and that they are welcome here to visit, to live, to raise children, um, that they are welcome here. And so I'm for commemorative flags. Thank you. Thank you. Good evening. Good evening, council members and uh, Mayor Carly. Uh, thank you very much for this opportunity to speak. And I commend you on your courage to be up there and listening to everybody up here that has come to you with their opinions. Uh, I respect all opinions. My name is Rudy Rosselli, and I would hope that one day when I'm representing our people away from this country, that I would have the same courage as you to stand up to all people that are coming attacking us and doing what they did. I served in the military for 26 years, and this flag that I wear on my shoulder and that I served under was very, very important to me. I served overseas for three years, and when you're overseas, you yearn for the United States. You look for other Americans, and the way we find each other is through our flag, and that flag is very important, and when we see that flag, we gather underneath that flag, and we are happy to see any American, regardless of race, color, creed, wherever they came from. But if you can say that you're proud to be an American and you are there, you feel comfort because you feel liberty. Because that's what we have in our country. Our flag has three colors, red, white, and blue. The red stands for the, for the hardness and valor, as well as the courage and readiness to sacrifice. 
And it's that sacrifice which has shed blood to give all Americans, regardless who, who they are, the freedom to live in this country. Blue, the color blue signifies justice for all people, vigilance and perseverance, a reminder that we must remain watchful and strong. White, white stands for purity and innocence, pure because we are independent from other countries and hold true to our ideals. People in China were holding our flag because they are not free and our flag represents our freedom and it represents all Americans. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Good evening. Good evening. I like to voice my opinion. I agree with the young man that just stepped away. I too am a retired military and I respect my flag, American flag. This people are trying to hijack. We got Palestinian flag flying in New York right now. They tore down the American flag to put up their flag. San Francisco, today, they were flying China's flag. So I'm an American and I believe in the American flag. Like he said, go overseas, go overseas. When you see that flag, you respect that flag. And when we overseas, we don't see any color. We don't see anything. We respect each other and we love each other. When you see another American, you're happy to see another American. And, you know, being a black female coming from St. Louis, Missouri, I know what racism is. Have you ever had a, a homemade bomb thrown in your front, in front, in your living room? Have you ever had someone tell you, you can't go in, uh, you can't go into this building because you're black? And then have you ever been told you can't sit up in the front of the bus because you're black and you gotta sit in the back of the bus? Excuse me, I'm a little nervous. Um, I haven't seen, when we did the march, where was, where were all the, where were you? When we, at, you weren't flying no flag. I didn't see those flags. When, when we did the march, civil rights march, I didn't see these flags. Thank you. My name is retired Sergeant Mikhail Hunter, and I'm not here to talk to you about religion or sexual identity. I'm here to talk to you about two important words that are in that document that you distributed. The eagle, it flies. It flies above all others. It denotes a state of power and authority. And when it's down at the level of the crows and the crows are picking on it, it raises up above all. Raising a flag has a meaning. I stand behind the American flag, and for those who say they do not, you are being disingenuous to those when I grew up with the don't ask, don't tell family in the military, and all my brothers who have died next to me, who happen to be gay, and you'd say you don't support the flag or it doesn't represent you. I grew up in a time when that flag didn't represent me, but I represented it regardless. 
You get change in other ways, but you do not disrespect that flag. And for all the military service members who have to walk by that flag in uniform and salute, they also have to salute that gay pride flag. It's, you can't just pick which direction you're going to salute it. The flags have meaning. Any flag you add to it has meaning. This country deserves to be respected for what it stands for. You may not have your time. Slavery didn't have its time. The Chinese didn't have their time. You can pick a group. They all didn't have their time. But if they fought correctly, their time came. You will stand for yourself and stand for others. And eventually they all will stand for you. But do not say you don't stand for that flag or that does not represent you. Thank you. Thank you. Good evening. Hello. Uh, Mr. Mayor, Ms. Vice Mayor, City Council. Uh, my name is Mike Shukin, citizen of Vacaville. Uh, I just want to say first off that I love flags. I love our flags in particular. When I see them downtown, uh, there's a hierarchy that they sit in. It's the city, the state, and the United States. And I feel a great deal of pride when I see those flags and when I see them in that order as well. The tradition is the U.S. flag is always on the top because it represents every single one of us. <clears throat> and actually, when I see that American flag, I do get a lot of times that, that feeling in my chest that I know a lot of us here get when we see that, that, that flag. I feel a great deal of pride in that flag. Uh, but I also have to recognize that under the authority of those flags, uh, a lot of groups in the history of our country have, have suffered. Um, whether it's um, groups that were enslaved, whether it was groups that were sent off to camps during World War II, or whether it's the gay community, which has suffered greatly from laws that were written under those, uh, under the authority of those of those flags, the, some of the discriminatory laws that we've had on those flags have kept gay people from being with their loved ones when they were dying. That have prevented them from having their kids taken away. That have actually put them in jail. And as an enlightened society, we've moved on from that. But in a small way, flying that pride flag with those other flags acknowledges this and says, you're now welcome here. Uh, I urge you to maintain uh, the authority of you to approve commemorative flags because you will also be able to approve flags for other things that are important. Ukraine, Israel, POWs, Martin Luther King, uh, and the pride flag. Uh, like Vallejo, Benicia, Fairfield, Dixon, Winters, and Rio Vista, I urge you to vote. Uh, for tolerance and acceptance for Vacaville. Thank you. Thank you. I believe this concludes the public comment portion of this, unless I missed anyone. Was anyone missed? All right, I'm going to go ahead and close public comment and bring it back to the council. We're going to take a recess. Um, let's take 10 minutes and then we'll come back and we'll reassemble. Thank you.
Well, good evening. We're going to go ahead and um, bring this meeting back to order. We have completed public comment and uh, had a short intermission, so I appreciate your patience through all this. I also believe, uh, for those of you, I, you never know how long a night goes. This has been fairly smooth up to now, but it's also being streamed online. It's always Channel 26, and the website also has a link for streaming. So just want you to know that. Um, with that, part of what we're going to do in our discussion back here at the council is, is we're going to, it's two parts to this. It's an overall issue, but months ago when it was asked by the council to bring this back, it was the fact that it was a question about the, the proclamation, and some of the comments tonight were about proclamation. Most of them were about it. What was absent was a flag policy. And, uh, and so many of you voiced your concerns, your opinions, and we do value them. We've been hearing this for, for months. We really have. And while we could not return the, the, the comments in the moment, uh, don't think for a minute that as you came, for those of you who did come to the podium, that we weren't listening, because we were. Uh, don't think for a minute that you know, your council and your staff haven't been working behind the scenes trying to, to understand what are our options, what is best for our community. And I heard something tonight that resonated, and that is, is um, it was a comment about it being you know, easy or simple. And none of this is easy and none of this, this is simple. It weighs heavy on everyone because this is a question that I, I raised, and because it was brought up, I just, I just want to... I want you to understand that there's a lot of passions in our community about you know, how to be inclusive. And it was the very question that I asked when I did meet in May, was how can we have such diversity? And at the same time, while we're trying to achieve a more inclusive community, not become divisive. It, it was a, a serious question. It, it wasn't trying to um, divide, it, it, it truly was from a place where for all my years of service, serving our community, understanding that uh, the rights of everyone needed to be protected, but also understanding that sometimes people have been trampled on. And how do you balance that? So with that, I just want you to know this is not taken lightly. And with that, I would like to open it up for a discussion on the council. I have no way of navigating microphones, so I'm just going to go by the honor system. If anybody wanted to start in having their, their positions discussed, um, we, we will separate. We'll, let's start with the, the issue of the flag, the flag policy, and we'll separate the proclamation separately so that we can stay on track. It may take a little bit longer, but otherwise we're not, we need to stay kind of focused on, on the conversation at hand. You can see how easy this is. <laughs> All right, you got your microphone. Uh, so first of all, um, man, I get to go first. This is fun. No, so I uh, I've had a lot of feedback on this particular issue, um, and not just uh, pride, uh, faith-based uh, flags. Um, heard a lot about uh, religious beliefs, 
and interpretations, um, particularly as it pertains to Christianity. I heard a lot about uh, the sacrifices of our military folks, um, those, many of those who are not, no longer here with us. Um, to the, one of the uh, last gentlemen that was talking about uh, putting the hand on the wall of the veteran memorial wall. Um, you know, I was, again, I, you know, I was fortunate enough to be there a couple weeks ago. I'd never been in D.C. before. It was a truly remarkable experience to see these monuments that represent um, a lot of the struggles, a lot of the sacrifices of people's names who we may never know who some of those are memorialized on the wall. And then there's others from years past that, that we don't know. And that's symbolized by the tomb of the unknown soldier. And I, um, so throughout this process, I've, I've had people very close to me, uh, multiple conversations upset with me not speaking out on the first night where a large group of our public came about and said some very hurtful things to members of our community, um, pertaining to members in my family, to my students, I'm an educator, to um, coworkers that I, that I work with. Um, and it's, it, uh, it, it troubled me because I wasn't here last year during June, but it wasn't an issue. It, wasn't, it, it didn't appear to be a large issue. And I know, and then, you know, as things move forward, it's, it's interesting when we talk about what's divisive. I ask all of us to question what is, what is stemming that divisiveness? I heard comments that say, initially, not, not today, uh, but in past meetings that, that we always should have is the United States flag, the California flag, and if we have a, if there is a city council, a, a city of Vacaville flag, then that should be up there too. And what that tells me is that those individuals don't look at what's up on the flag. And what that tells me is that somebody's stoking this divisiveness. And when I even I look out here, like, you know, um, people make reference like this side or that side, like, that, that tears me apart because, <clears throat> uh, you know, in the reality, we, we share a lot of these struggles. We all have pain. We all have suffering. And the way I was raised within my religion is to have grace, grace for ourselves and grace for others. And it's, it's, uh, and I, that's what I ask for everybody here, um, whether you are religious or not, whether, whatever denomination you believe in, that we have and live with an element of grace and understanding and mutual respect for others. And I think for overall, that conversation's been had here. The criticism that I received is how am I not speaking out about many of the hurtful things, specifically referencing all members of LGBTQ as child molesters, or that those of us who support members of that community are going to be cast to hell as well. And one of the responses that I wanted to say was that, well, if I go to hell for supporting our gay or LGBTQ community, I'll probably be late because I'll be bringing the Bud Light. Um, that is a joke. So, but I didn't want to say that. So, I have a lot of opinions. We all do. We're all raised a certain way. I was raised a completely different way than how I, think, I view things today. 
Um, the things that I've done and treated and said or participated on, I'm not proud of. Um, I don't necessarily live with a, a guilt per se, but the challenge of how do I become a better person? How do I become a better leader? I'm not interested in creating any more or uh, exacerbating any type of divisiveness. Um, I think that is in itself poor leadership. Um, I do have an odd sense of humor, but um, that's, the, that's how I deal with the struggles of life. That's how I deal with uh, my own, um, you know, I guess challenges, so to speak. So I don't have any comments per se on religious beliefs. Um, and part of that is I, I don't, some of it I, I just don't understand. And it's similar, but not exactly the same, of why even with folks a part of the LG, LGBT community, I don't understand everything that they're saying. I don't understand everything that they are trying to advocate for. Um, there's still some things that I am trying to understand. But what I do know is that the first time when we raised a pride flag that uh, in the city of Vacaville, I had a Navy veteran come to me at a scout event thanking me, and I wasn't, it, I, I didn't take credit for it, but it thanking me on be, to, to pass on to the city council, which I never did, sorry. But um, that, um, you know, just thanking us for raising the flag and acknowledging that, that those kids exist and how that doesn't hurt anybody, that flag doesn't necessarily hurt anybody else. And that, you know, and I, and I said, yeah, it's just, I, I, I'm always concerned about divisiveness because I truly do believe that while many people do not feel the United States flag represents us all, that it needs to. And we need to get there at some point as a community, as a state, as a nation. But I also know that we can't control what goes on on the East Coast. We can't control what goes on with our politicians. Uh, we can't control what happens here locally. We can't control how we learn and understand where different folks are coming from to where maybe at some point in our lives, some point in our future generations, without threats, that we can get to the understanding where that United States flag does re represent everybody. We don't need to have different flags that represent different groups. But what I'm hearing, and I'm, this is how I want to try here, I've challenged myself to approach this, is to look at it as objectively as possible. And when I hear those type of comments that are directed towards the LGBT community, it makes sense to me of why uh, the symbolism behind the flag that they define it as, of why that's important to their community, to their family members. And to me, it makes sense why they're so passionate about that flag or the, and the symbolism behind it, because they want to make sure that their family members, their brothers, their sisters, their siblings, their fathers, parents, friends, and so on, their coworkers, they want to make sure that they feel welcome too. And going back to that Navy veteran, he specifically stated, Mike, if that flag saves one life, just one life, if it saves my child's life, then it's worth it. And uh, it, it's something that it really sits on me. And when I ask for grace, I, I think it's important that we recognize a lot of times we're listening for our own bias. A lot of times, you know, and, and I hear it, like when some folks say one thing, you know, people were you know, chattering, whispering, countering, and vice versa on different sides. And it's not, it's not necessarily, it's not a healthy relationship. It doesn't provide anything for a healthy community. And so 
where where I stand with this is that I think we also have to consider that while we have a huge effort here to recruit uh, businesses that pay medium wages, and I think it's important for this council and our community to understand that that requires that requires a workforce, and that workforce at this point, based on our demographics, has to be inclusive. It has to be welcoming. Otherwise, we do not meet that workforce needs, and those jobs will not come here. They will not, because those employers need a qualified workforce. They need people to have the proper training to be able to support it, and these companies, they think, while I, I question how valid they are about different social issues, they are very serious about making sure that they meet their bottom line. Uh, I'm not about necessary money, but I am about the opportunity for us to truly address equity towards a quality education. And by getting that quality education, those skill sets, that that translates for our ability to live the American dream. To me, that's what my father fought, my grandfather, excuse me, fought for. Uh, that's what many of my friends fight for. And, um, and the way it looks like my, my kids are going to contribute and dedicate their lives to. So I ask for our community's grace um, and understanding and patience uh, and acceptance that people have different views and different choices and that that's okay as, as long as it doesn't, it doesn't cross certain lines. I don't believe anybody, and I will not stand with anybody, that supports some of the accusations about uh, the behavior or molestation to kids. You know, and you know, I, I have uh, some friends um, that were talking about bullying. I, I can care less about your gender or sexuality. Bullies are bullies. Criminals are criminals, right? So it's based on individuals' actions, not necessarily how or who they identify with. Uh, and I think it's important that we challenge ourselves to think from that different perspective to where now we truly start getting to the position where we see everybody as, as equal um, as best we can. But it's not easy. We all have different experiences. We're all raised different ways, and um, it's a challenge. So the question was about the flag policy. Um, as much as I absolutely do want to support only three government flags, flags, and I'm not trying to say that just to appease people, that is my, my belief. It, it, sh it shows to me that there is tremendous value in our communities to support the addition of different commemorative flags. And it's not just the pride flag. I think we should also post uh, the Juneteenth flag. I think that we should post our PO POW MIA flag. We absolutely have to continue to honor our, our veterans. We see that posted in different areas. Um, and uh, I think when, uh, comments about how we only isolate or, uh, or celebrate one individual or, or whatever it might be, in many ways, we, we've already done that. We do that with POWMIA. We do that with, with uh, different uh, military branches. So um, I think for me, that's something that we should consider as a council. Thank you. Councilmember Chapman. Thank you. Um, I want to express my appreciation to each of you uh, that came before. Um, that came before us this evening. Um, 
you may, a few of you may have noticed that I got, I became tearful throughout the evening as some of you were speaking because what was being said was resonating with me for various reasons. When I first came to Vacaville, it's been over 40 years ago, it was a handful, you could probably count the number of African Americans that lived here at the time within these fingers. It wasn't an easy time. When I ran for the school board, I was an unknown. I and mean, I was on the board here at the school board for 18 years. I was an unknown. But I had people that looked like this council that came to a forum, or they came to hear my platform, and they supported me. And I won that election the first time out. Getting on the board, it wasn't easy again. I was the only minority on the board at the, at the time. Uh, seven members, and they all didn't accept me. They tolerated me, but they did not accept. I didn't want to be tolerated. Accept me for what I bring and for who I am. I've learned a lot. Vacaville has taught me a lot. Vacaville, I think, was like 35,000 at the time, and half of those were prisoners at CMF. We are over 100,000 today. Our needs are different. The culture is different. I was taking notes as people were speaking, equity and inclusion. Um, I even wrote down, tough night. It was tough sitting here. I'm a listener. I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear what was being said to us. I, when I, I made mention of when I first ran for the school board, my, um, we created some t-shirts. And some of you may, may have known Ernest Kimmy and Melinda Kimmy. He was a math teacher here. He was on um, the city council as well. He and his wife were the first ones to come forward to support me. And um, that said a lot. It said a lot. Melinda was an, was an artist. And I told her, in my mind, I had this cliche or this saying, you and I for unity. And she designed a sweatshirt. And my grandson today still wears one of those sweatshirts. He says, lady, that's what he calls me. Lady, I like this. I like this sweatshirt. I like the, what it says. But he didn't know the significance of it at the time that I came up with that logo and, and the design was put into place. Another point I want to make is I was a foster parent, my family, a foster home. Wanting to work with children the age of my own, and they were very young, four and seven at the time, they talked me into taking a teenager. I said no, but we ended up doing accepting teenagers. Of the teenagers, you don't know the, the, uh, the personality of that child that you're welcoming into your home. And there was an, an occasion in which there was a young man became part of the family and he had an identity crisis. 
we noticed something was going on with them. We had to find the resources in the community to assist him. And with the help of his social worker, we were able to help that young man. Yes, he was gay. I'm not sure where he falls within the LGBTQ plus, you know. However, we accepted that young man for who he was. And that takes me, when before I left the house, I have this painting in my office of five children. And if you want to see it later, you feel free to come. But what is on there is Matthew 18, 5. Whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me. I'm a Christian. We accepted every one of those children. And I think the Lord is going to bring me home, except me, when it's my time. Because I feel that I'm doing his will. It's not about tolerating anyone. They need to be accepted. Have you ever gone someplace and you said, oh my gosh, I should not be here. <laughs> that happened to me a few times. One was in Oakland. Oh. But no, you can, you can end up someplace and say, I don't believe belong here. And it could be because of the people that you didn't feel comfortable around. Now, as a black female, if you look around this room, how many of the blacks do you see in here? How many came forward? I could say, oh my gosh, it, should I be in here with very few that looks like me? But I'm comfortable with who I am. And I am here to be the voice and to speak for everyone in here. If you have a need, no matter where you reside in the city, you should be able to come to any one of us, not just because you live in District 4. Where am I going with this? When I make mention of whether you have ever been someplace and said, I don't belong here, but yet you got out of there, but you were still looking for this certain place, someplace you were supposed to be. And you would search or search or travel, travel until you got there. And when you got there, it was a relief. Sometimes you need a place like that in the area where you live. Sometimes I want to just escape from my home because I haven't cleaned it lately. <laughs> and if I wanted to go, okay, where can I go and just be me, just sit and be me and feel comfortable? We all need that. We all need a place where we feel comfortable and accepted. And I don't mean, and I'm not saying what my position is right now, but you may gather, I can, I can see individuals showing up, coming in, and not being from here, but then seeing something familiar and said, you know, I'm okay, I'm okay. It's a relief, something comes over you. So 
tolerance, and that was the key word maybe about 30 years ago, tolerance. But tolerance is not, for me, the right word. It's acceptance. I don't, um, I'm going to, I'm going to, shut down, let others speak. Um, Trustee Silver said quite a bit that resonated also with me. But when I said I became emotional tonight, many of you did hit me. You hit me hard with your words. I am a Christian person, and that scripture that I read about receiving, they were children in the picture, but those children grew up to be adults. Some of you in here might have been one of my foster children. Mm -hmm. It's possible. I'm old enough to be a few of your parents. <laughs> just, a, just a few. So with that, uh, I'll yield. Sure. I'll go. Yes, okay. Councilmember Roberts. Yeah, there's a mic working. All right, uh, there's quite a few topics that I took notes down. The other council members already touched on a few of them. Um, but one perspective I have that is brought up quite a few times, and I, I've been in the military 18, almost 18 years, uh, two deployments to Afghanistan. I served on honor guard, so uh, buried a few friends. And yeah, there's quite a few times, tell a couple stories. Uh, one, I was on a way back from honor guard, from doing something to Arlington. And um, yeah, got stopped by PD and was harassed as actually state troopers on the East Coast. But they had no idea. We were military. They just stopped us and got harassed by, uh, yeah, two law enforcement. I know that's not everywhere. Vacville PD has uh, great, um, actually, a lot of California has great police officers. Um, but yeah, like, so I wore the flag on my shoulder. Yeah, most of my adult life and got stopped and harassed by people also wear the same flag. Uh, so it's, it's not perfect. It should represent everybody. It should be the opportunity for freedom and equality. Uh, it's represent, represented that way most other places in the world. You show up as American in other countries, a lot of times they, they appreciate that we're there to help. Uh, seen that quite in my two tours to Afghanistan for the ones who are there to help. And another time in Alabama, uh, looking like how I look right now, most people don't know what ethnicity I am. Like most people wouldn't guess I'm Japanese and white. I usually get, oh, I'm Mexican when I'm in Southern California, go to the Bay Area, they think I'm Persian, go to Afghanistan, they think I'm Afghani. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, while the American flag stands for freedom, liberty, pursuit of happiness, all that stuff, it, it's, it's not innate quality just because that flag's there, that's what we have. We have to fight for it. We have to stand up for what, what is right. And that's why a lot of the civil rights movement, they carried their American flag. Um, and I think having representation and supporting other flags also uh, displays support. Because I can't go to every single person in the, demo, in the LGBTQIA uh, demographics say, hey, I have your back. Flying another flag allows me to show it to everybody in the community because not everybody is comfortable coming public for me to even go tell them I support them. So having that flag does show that, hey, this is 
my support showing that I have your back if anything goes wrong. And yeah, I know it's controversial coming from a military member that, yeah, I hopefully get to the point where we don't need that flag. I know that was mentioned earlier. Yeah, I don't want this to be a permanent thing. I want it to be a part where we don't ever have to fly any other flags but those three flags. And yeah, it's just and another thing about the flag. A lot of people are just saying pride flag in general. The ones we have been flying, I mean, there are a couple pride flags. And then there's a progress flag, which are two different flags. One is for representing all marginalized communities. And that's the one we have been flying in Vacaville. So when they say, oh, it's just for pride, it's the ones we've been flying have not been that flag. Um, and then going on to a couple other things that were brought up, it's more of my science and biology background and physiology background is, yeah, it's brought up ideologies, lifestyles, when in fact it's not if you read a lot of science literature. It's not just humans, about 7% of all mammals show characteristics other than heterosexual behavior. So they originally started that with sheep, I believe, and it's, it's across almost all mammals. And another percentage that a lot of people don't realize is, I think it's 1.5 or 1.7% of all births are intersex. So most people don't know their entire lives. So if you have a group about 100 people, about two people in there don't fit in the male or female gender. They have both. Uh, just because what they display physically is not necessarily what's happening biologically, internally, and most people go their whole lives not knowing. Now it's a little bit easier to identify, but if you're like me and 40 and over, they probably didn't identify that in you when you were born. And it's also going into biology. You have genotypes and phenotypes. What your genes say, what's actually expressed physically. Because yeah, there's XX and XYs, basic male and female. There's also XXY, super females. And so there's about, I think, almost a dozen different genetic characteristics. So while some people say it's an ideology, I'm sure there is some folks out there where it is a psychological thing. It exists everywhere, so I'm sure there's a small percentage of that. But just saying it's ideology isn't completely accurate. While there is a cultural aspect to it, I mean, it's pride, uh, being proud of yourself and, and your demographic, but there is innate biology there. It's like, I can't explain why I like women. It's just there. Uh, let's see, a couple other things on here. I'll wrap it up a little bit to let the other council members speak, but there's two quotes I really like. Uh, one is by Marcus Freilius, Memento Mori, which is Rem remember that you will die and let that determine what you do and say and think. And the other one, let me pull it up real quick because I always forget the exact wordage on it. But it's uh, by Ralph Waldo Emerson. <clears throat> To know that one life has breathed easier because of you, or because you have lived, this is to have succeeded. So, like Councilmember Silva said, if, yeah, if it, flying the flag even saves one life, flying the flag didn't hurt anybody. Like, if it goes against your theological beliefs, it's, it's your choice to be offended. I know it goes against your beliefs, but it didn't physically hurt you, but if it happened to save one kid, then that's well worth it. 
may make you uncomfortable to see it, you may not agree with it, but you can't disagree that it saved a life. So I'll end on that. Thank you. Councilmember Ritchie. Thank you so much. So bear with me, hopefully my voice makes it. I might start out sounding like this and end up sounding like an eight-year-old smoker. Um, it's, it's been interesting. Um, it's, it's been months and months of listening. It's been really hard to sit here and not be able to kind of interject and give opinions and give kind of um, my response back. Half the reason I lost my voice, I talk too much. Um, you know, I thought of kind of why I ran, you know, um, this gentleman was, was a person actually, it's great, you know, step up. And a lot of people came together at the same time. It was where we were in the country. It was a mess. I mean, every, we were all in tribalism. Everyone had their little groups, their little niches. Everyone had this, this flag, that flag. It was a horrible. And I want to make a change. I saw everyone wasn't together. Everyone was turning on each other. Everyone was having the others. They're the reason why. Um, and I didn't, I didn't agree with it. You know, something touched me where, you know, I started my mortgage company on, it's a very interesting, like my favorite poem by Robert Frost, The Road Less Traveled. You know, I was 20, 22 years old, the only black, I think in the whole building in West, West Santa Monica. And my dad served the Air Force. He flew as an African-American pilot. When he flew, there's only point five percent of the pilots in the world are black. So he was a farm boy in Illinois and he had a passion to fly. He got a scholarship, not because he loved basketball, because he knew he could get a college degree and graduate with a bachelor's and become an officer. And the same time he couldn't even eat with his his fellow airmen, they had to salute him as an officer. But once he went under the flag, they were all one. So I hear the stories about how bad Jim Crow was and stuff he, they had to live through. He grew up 40 miles from the KKK headquarters in Indiana. It was a mess. You know, I have a, I have a clan, I have a trophy from other stuff that happened. But it's, I look at all the problems and adversity and, and issues that he went through. And I took his advice. So I started in Los Angeles. And he said, great, I made a career of helping my fellow veterans and law enforcement personnel, but after he did the Air Force, he was an officer for a while. So I was in LA, I started going an hour to the VA in the federal building helping veterans with their VA benefits. So my fellow employees found out, they started laughing at me, because I was this 21 year old, big, I just got to play football, it's massive big black guy going to the VA trying to help veterans. They said, that's the last people you should help. Those are the hardest loans. Do something easy. Go find your people in LA. So the boss pulled me over and said, great, it's never gonna work. There's no way these people are gonna trust you in LA. You look like the person they're trying to arrest. They're not gonna trust you with their money. I had a choice in my life to kind of say, yeah, you're right, I'll go deal with my people. I'll go down to Compton where I was going every weekend. I'll go down to Inglewood. I'll find my people. But I chose to stick with my guns and follow my dad's advice. And there's a biblical verse about that. 
And I kept going. And I kept going and going. And I noticed something that I became a career of helping the people that are supposed to hate me, the people that are supposed to not want to work with me. I came up here and I, I was just, I saw how bad the Black Lives Matter movement was, the blue line and all this division. Like, that's not who we are. It's my, in my heart, I, I, I spent a career of helping the officers, responders and educators and healthcare professionals. I'm like, that's not who America is. I just passionately knew that if you sit back and you, it's like a disease, you sit back and let it just keep going. It's like a cancer, it'll set in, we can never get rid of it. So I want to do something about it. So I ran to make sure that like everyone realized that, you know what, all this divisiveness is not true. We're all the same. Like in my office, I have a huge, huge um, wooden flag. You know, I wish one day that like my kids are Jewish. My wife is Jewish, because you're the woman. Um, I wish one day that I would not be called a African-American, like I'm American. I, I, it's, it makes me sick that we saw these stupid like nicknames like, oh, you're African-American, you're Italian, you're Mexican-American, you're American. Like I went over to Europe for like half a month um, during the summer and they don't care I was from California. They don't, they don't know where Vacaville is, they can't even say the name. But they just knew I was from America. And it's amazing when you go 5,000 miles away, everything makes sense. When you come back, it's a hot mess. Like when you go over there, you're just an American. And you come back and you have to follow your little labels, follow your little groups. And it, it sucks. You know, so I, I ran. I ran because I want to make sure that the community that I grew up in, like, I want to order school. There was four blacks in the whole school. My sister, my brother, me, my friend Joseph. But you know what? I never felt like I was not accepted. I never felt like I was not a part you know, my dad raised me a little aggressively. He's always telling me a little analogy, great. Vacaville is like a, it's like Africa. There's a lot of zebras. They all look the same, but they always remember the lion. You look different. When you, when you come around them, don't feel inferior because they all know you. So I had them mentality the whole time growing up to help me realize, you know what, we're all, we can all be together. And I ran on that and I, I passionately believe it. Like, I, the lack of like the diversity, making sure we all come together, inclusion, is what I stand for. You know, it's it's just something that I feel like I made a vow to make sure everyone can feel comfortable and together in this community. And you know, I wish that we could all fall under one flag, like Americans, just Vacaville, California. All the titles can get dropped, but like if that flag or any flag helps people feel more inclusive or more accepted, then, you know, I'm all for it. You know, I look, you know, Aaron Warmy's great, church and state. Well, I, there's black and white and it's gray, my favorite color. Um, so I told him a few days ago that was, there's two scriptures, talking about scriptures um, that has really been resonating with me. Like there's actually people in this room that in less than nine hours, I do every Thursday Bible study. And it's amazing. Um, I'm passionate. I'm, I'm a, I'm a mighty man of Christ, and I, I just, there's two scriptures, two, actually more, more of a, a, a Bible verse, 
and a scene. The first person Jesus revealed himself to was a woman. But wasn't as any woman. She was a prostitute. We're not talking about like a Frisco prostitute in the 1980s. We're biblical times when a woman had less value than a piece of cattle. There was no voting. There was no rights. And he found this woman who was not only not married, was a prostitute. She is the epitome of an outcast in the other. And he revealed himself to her. And it is every day that keeps like, Greg, what does that mean to me? And it feels like he made a choice to reveal himself to the most outlier that you can imagine. And I think it's to realize that, you know what, everyone can come under, everyone can find love, everyone can find that sense of belonging. Everyone has the opportunity to, to, to find his love and faith or find a group. You know, and this other one is my life, I, the meetings we're having, there was, there, it was a little hot at the beginning. There was a lot of like, the, the temperature was, was hot. And back then, there's this one, I visualized him leaning down and drawing a line in the sand and not looking up and just saying like, no, you has no sin, cast the first stone. And it's like, we all have problems. Like, no one should be able to get up and persecute or he said, she said, or point a finger. Like, I mean, it's, it's hard. Like, we're not here to say my speech is better than yours, my reason is better than yours. That's why we should do this, that should do that. We, we, all have, we all have sin. We all have problems. The faster we can all find a way to come together is the best thing for us. Like, no one, no one should have been in that microphone without the feeling that they were like this spotless lamp. Everyone has something. Everyone has a stigma, a bias, a prejudice, something. So like we all have to be truthful with ourselves. You know, that, that flag can help one group feel like they're more accepted in Vacaville, where I, mean, I love the city, then I'm all for it. You know, I wish, I wish there was a point where, you know, like, Someone that's holding the flag can walk right next to me, walk right into church, and not feel any different than I do. I mean, why go to church? I'm probably one, I mean, 20 blacks, but it, I feel a part of the group because I'm a, I'm a body of the group. I, I'm not just Greg, the big black guy. I'm, I'm another person. I'm another brother. And so I, I, I just wish we can get to that point. And whatever I can do to help usher that along, I'm going to be for it. So I appreciate your patience and thank you. Councilmember Stockton. Well, first off, I want to thank everybody that took time out of their day to come here. Um, <clears throat> I wrote a few, th a few things down that stood out, but the first one I want to talk about is when there was a comment that was made, it's just a flag. And I think that if anybody right now is thinking, when I said that, and you're thinking about a flag, how you feel about that flag is very different than the people who spoke opposite or think differently than you. And I, I, I know from the conversations that were, that were had today and what I heard that uh, it, as it relates to both of these flags, neither one of them are just a flag. 
They, they, they absolutely matter passionately to each of you, and that does not go uh, missed by me. Um, that being said, we, we have um, we heard some other really good things, too. Um, we had a, a, one of the gentlemen that spoke in the, in the very beginning said, you know, freedom of choice is not necessarily what you choose, it's that you can choose. I thought that was pretty powerful. Um, but I think that perhaps the thing that stands out to me the most is that, um, you know, we've heard a lot from two very passionate groups here today. But this, um, this topic of conversation is so much bigger than the two groups that are here right now that are passionate about how they feel in our community. Our, our, our veterans, our faith-based community, our, our LGBTQ community are only a fraction of what the decision made today is truly going to affect moving forward. And I have learned the hard way sometimes about how symbols and good intentions can come back and have different meanings later on in life. And, you know, those are learning lessons. They're not a life sentence. But I am very cautious about the doors that we open, the things that we do, the decisions that we make. And I'm cognizant of whether or not I even believe seven people have the right to speak for 100,000. It's not that I don't care. I heard some very traumatizing stories about the way that people were treated in this community, and that's not right. It's not. It's not. And I won't make excuses for it, and I would stand up, and I put my life on the line to protect everyone here. But I also respect our soldiers, the ones that uh, served, the ones that didn't come back, the ones that salute the flag. I am a proud American, very proud and I don't, um, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not the, um, I, don't, I don't necessarily believe that I'm to one to know whether or not this flag is the best way to solve this. I'm, I'm not going to say that it is or isn't, because I don't know. What I think I'm the most passionate about or the most concerned about is the fact that this government speech concept to me is very scary. Because it's bigger than just the two groups that spoke today. And I haven't heard any comments about that. And while seven of us up here today may be able to make a vote that affects government speech today, I don't necessarily know if that's the right thing because another comment that was made is that, you know, and, and, I, and I appreciate Council Member Chapman making the comments that she wanted to be accepted. She didn't want to be tolerated. And, and you should be accepted. You are bright, and you bring so much to this council, and I'm so thankful that you're here, by the way. But this is another issue that can't be forced, not, not just the two groups that are here today. I'm talking about all of the government speech, seven people speaking for 100,000 people. I personally am not comfortable making that decision. I think it should go to the voters. I think it should be a ballot measure to determine whether or not you're going to give us that authority or, or not. And if you do give us that authority to make those decisions and we're elected to make those decisions, I know that they will be difficult to make and I'm, I'm comfortable making them. But I do think that, that we, do not have, um, we do not have the right to speak for 100,000 people on, on all of these subjects, not just the two that we heard today but on all of them. And you can disagree with me, and that's fine. But I have to make a decision today, and that's how I feel about it. So 
I, I, I will continue to stand up and, and fight. I stood with, with the LGBTQIA community outside City Hall because love is love, and what two consenting adults do in the privacy of their home is between them, and it's their business. And who, which God you worship and pray to on a Saturday or a Sunday is your business. So my choice today, my vote today, is to say we can do this the right way. And I'm not saying one of you or both of you might get what you want, but I think that there needs to be some community input that says, you know what, it is okay for this board to come up here and make some of these decisions as it relates to the different speech or different social issues that come up. Um, because raising a flag on behalf of 100,000 people is speaking for the entirety of our community, not just the seven of us up here. Vice Mayor Wiley. I want to start by saying thank you to everyone for still being here and to the people who spoke and to the people who have been involved with this from the beginning. And uh, it's clear that there's a lot of passion on both sides of the issue. And it's also clear that it seems like there's a us and them. And anytime you're in a situation with a us or a them, it's not unifying, and it's hard to find a solution that works for everyone. As a, you know, a teacher for nearly 40 years, anytime that you're in a situation like that, there's, you have to try to find common ground. And some com comments have been talked talking about that. So we want to look at each other as people. I will say that I am a Christian, I go to church, and I have forever, and I go to a church that values everyone who wants to come through the door or the people who we're, we're looking at in the community. So Christian doesn't always mean, you know, we're not happy with gay people. So depends on churches and people's beliefs. I also... Um, taught for Travis, and I work on the military committee, TRAFT, which is Travis Regional Armed Forces Committee. I have utmost respect for veterans, for military families, for the sacrifices and the prices that they have paid. And I know they're so important to our company, our, our country, and thank you, Jason, for your service. But I also know that the military did not have a long history that was good with gays. And if you happen to be a, a gay person, you served in the military, but like we said, you couldn't let anyone know where you, where you truly were. So I also will say that, so there were some comments about how difficult this decision will be and how we have to consider all sides. I told you a little bit about me, but this decision I'm not making based on what I think for me. I'm trying to think of what I think would be best for Vacaville based on this people who are here tonight, the emails we've gotten, the calls we've gotten, and the other people who may be afraid to speak that haven't, haven't come forward yet. I do know that we had the pride flag up in June, and I didn't get any calls or disturbances or see any consequences negative from having it up in June. It was interesting that one person talked about going back and looking, and there were no complaints also, you know, right at the time. 
So those are all things to consider when we are trying to make this decision. And Vacaville has a strategic plan. One of the things is to be inclusive, to be honor our diversity, and to have a good quality of life. Not for the people that believe like me or look like me, but for all the people in Vacaville and the people that are struggling. I also know that it was, it's troublesome to me to hear people refer to the gay community, the LGBTQ community, as special interest. They're not special interests. They're people that have been marginalized, people who have suffered, people who are not treated on an equal basis much of the time in the workplace, in the neighborhood, and the, and the, at the res result of that, there's such a high suicide rate and mental health issues. And I've seen that in teaching, and, and I feel that it's not a special interest. And I don't feel like anyone saw the pride flag and says, well, I think I'll be gay because that looks like a great thing to be. If you look at the gay community, oftentimes it's not a great place to be. So I do appreciate people who are able to come forward and tell us how, how it is sometime. So basically our decision tonight is about the flag and the proclamation. And several other comments were made about the slippery slope that we would be on if we said that we would allow commemorative flags. I feel like the language is tight and the language was written in a way that would not allow us to have a Nazi flag or a man-boy love thing or whatever people are worried about because of the way the language is written. And the list of these are things that the state of California say we can commemorate or U.S. says we can commemorate. We're not choosing to commemorate um, every single thing that people might choose. So I am in favor of 2B2, which is government flags, which honors the government flags with commemorative flags, with correct language to protect us from having to fly every flag that someone might fly. Well, I think what we've heard a lot, you know, we, we've had a chance to hear from all, not all of us, but I have a few thoughts before uh, we step into the next um, making decisions. Um, some of the comments that have been made in previous council meetings over the summer, there were times that it would get heated and another meeting would, would happen and then it was a sense of, is this hate speech? Is there's the freedom of speech? Um, it is, it is absolutely one of the things that we have here. There's no other country on earth like the USA. The United States of America is not perfect, but what it is, it's a place where there's an opportunity for hope for everyone. Now. In that, we also know that we get into details, and that is, is how do we help those who can't help themselves? That level of compassion, I sense in all of us. I believe that anyone who is decent and human desires to help their neighbor. I'm no different. I spent 
the majority of my entire life, over 30 years, serving and safeguarding the city of Vacaville, whether as a police officer or leading it as the police chief. I, day in and day out, ensured not only the staff that we had felt that they were supported, and I also understand that there is always an evolving side of society that feels like there's progress, and I believe that there is. And the way you do that is you look back 5, 10, 20, 30 years ago, and you say, have we changed? Have we improved? There's a, I start with a lot of questions, and, and one question is, is, and I heard somebody say it, when will we not need the pride flag? It raises the question, when are we going to be at the table and actually say, what are the issues? It's the way I view life. When, when are we going to need what we need and stop needing what we think is representing that which we feel we don't have? That's a tongue twister. But the reality is, is the longer we feel we need, let's say, a flag to feel safe or what the, the flag represents. My entire career, the one authorized flag on the uniform was the American flag. I've been in, in discussions, philosophical discussions, especially when we were dealing with all that we were dealing back in 2020. There were a lot of flags being waved on the streets of Vacaville that represented interests that were, in some cases, believing that it was helpful and others felt that it was hostile. Flags can be divisive. We've had people come to city council meetings who say the American flag, that doesn't represent me. So the flag to so many of us, there's, there's symbolism, there's symbolic. And our own personal uh, beliefs and views are impacted by it. There's all kinds of symbols. People put bumper stickers on their cars and you quickly identify it. The same thing goes with we have banners and commemorative flags that businesses and residents alike, they put them up because it's, it's personal, it's special, as they should. No one should be discriminated from to be able to, to allow themselves to feel, I'm going to put it outside of my business. And we heard someone over the summer, there was an incident um, where a business owner was killed over a pride flag. First thing was is to say, it wasn't here. But the reality is, is it's inappropriate and it's unacceptable for any type of hate. Um, tolerance and acceptance are very powerful. We want to be accepted and we want to be loved. At the root of, of humankind is it's easy to say, can we get along? The reality is, is we're stuck. We're stuck on something that's evolving. And the, the question that I heard earlier that I think is very important to digest uh, what is diversity? Many times it's easy to go straight to those who have been impacted and say diversity could start with, with race. It could, it could be, and then where do you go from there? And, and I, would, I would just suggest to you that when we're really trying to talk about diversity and inclusiveness, where do we put our thoughts, our values, our beliefs? our convictions, our morals, our principles, and our opinions. Because I'm absolutely certain that even if you aligned on a particular issue that you were hearing tonight, if we sat here and talked long enough, we'll find our differences. 
I've always been of the belief of how can we find that which we value together? Our, our shared values and knowing that our differences exist. I've lived this my whole career and the staff that has served the city of Acaville, I'm proud to say that that has been part of just what you did. You didn't discriminate against people. You learned to, this, this idea, what you may not know is, is in the profession in the state of California, every single first responder as a police officer has to go through the, the, the museum of tolerance to understand where your biases and your differences set you apart and how can you, if you're in a position of authority, make sure that you know that you don't infringe on somebody else's rights, especially when you have authority over them. The challenge is, is when we're starting to get into policy, we're local government, it's supposed to be nonpartisan, but that doesn't always work. This is where it's about local issues and local needs. And it doesn't always happen that way because we spend a lot of time spending money, taxpayer dollars, and we hear things like that tonight, on how do we take care of the infrastructure? How do we, in, how do we make sure that the public is safe? All those are decisions that we have to deal with. And we've seen here even recently across the nation, but even in our own state, in our own backyard, where one discussion over views, especially in war, will take five hours of a local council meeting. And it's not in the jurisdiction. It's not necessarily. Is it in our interests? Yes, it is. Is it in our concern? Absolutely. Is it in our control? Not to the degree that if we're not careful that we will, will bring upon ourselves that which our local government was, was not designed to do. It's not in the local business, but it is personal. It's personal to all of us. We all have views and values in this. Um, I hear things, and I don't discount it, but when I hear things, I, I'll question them. Because I already said, when, when does this end? And when, would, when do we actually sit down and actually talk about how do we address it? Give examples of how a person doesn't feel safe. I want to understand, it's very silly, I want to understand because I spent an entire career trying to provide safety and I, I don't know other than personal uh, examples that you may have of your situation and I don't discount it. But the, the idea that a symbol that has so, so many potential meanings <coughs> that is not understood by all there isn't a scroll that rolls out from underneath the pride flag and says this is the, the creed, the doctrine, the beliefs of everyone that is continuously being added for inclusion, for people who don't want to feel excluded. But the more we do that, the more we exclude when we're trying to do just the opposite. It's a never-ending um, desire to, to make people feel welcome. So feeling safe. It's sad to me to think that, we ha that somebody feels as if a flag goes up, that they feel safe, because I don't understand that. The reality is, is that I want to sit down and say, then what do we do next? So that we are not continuously thinking that that's the solution. Because you know, the longer we focus on something, the more we embed it into a culture to say that if you don't do it, then something's wrong. And then you become judged as if, if you feel differently, then somehow you're the problem. 
I've seen over the last couple of months where there's a, there are those, whether you're, you're spiritual or not, whether you, you have religious beliefs or not, there's a lot of religions in the world that are very diverse, and sometimes we even as a nation struggle to accept the differences because some of the views and values you think, well, those aren't views and values maybe that I accept. That's our differences. So the idea that we celebrate diversity should also mean that if I think differently than you, then unless I think your way, don't say that I'm, I'm discounting you. It's just not. We've lost, we've lost touch in that particular area. From a government perspective, I also want to, to point out that there is a responsibility of government. And one of the conversations that have occurred, and certainly the comment is, is none of this happened until the middle of June. I don't remember the date that was said. And I do appreciate the comment from the, the member of the Solana Pride Center who met with me because when your credibility is at stake because your reputation is your word, um, within 24 hours of the meeting, it was sent to the national media with Mayor Carly refuses. I did no such thing. That was hurtful for the community. And so in that, the ends justify the means for some people. But I love this community. And I'm willing to overlook when those things happen because people feel so passionately. It didn't need to happen. That is what got the national attention. It wasn't, it wasn't the faith-based community that all of a sudden was, was somehow stirring this up. It, it wasn't. It was a media release that went to the national media and to the elected officials. And I felt it. This whole council felt it. It wasn't necessary. Um, it was shameful, it was hurtful, it was unnecessary. But here we are, so what did we do? We have an obligation because of the shirtlift case. It was the one thing that I offered immediately after because on that day, the ask was, and there is a policy because of, of what's going on. And this is why we're here today. The Supreme Court ruled nine to nothing against the city of Boston. And it wasn't that they were in favor of the city saying you need to fly a Christian flag. They understand the reality of the First Amendment of speech. It's public speech. And the city was operating in a way that they were usurping the rights of one group. That's all. But if you really understand, the court is not unified on the idea of government speech. So we'll make decisions potentially tonight on the issue of government speech and Councilmember Stockton made a point and that is, is not certain that one or seven of us should speak for 100,000 people or more. When we're not speaking about telling you about the issue of local government, but what we're speaking is, is our own speech. And, and I, I would encourage you, it gets in the weeds, but I will tell you there's two points that I want you to understand that came out of that case decision. And, I, and I'm, I'm reviewing it from the Harvard Law Review, but it's right out of the Shirtliff case, the Supreme Court. One of them is, the question really is whether the government is speaking instead of regulating private expression. It's divided, it's not set. The legal scholars today will tell you it's not. And so as everyone is moving down this path, of saying, let's just use this and make it government speech, 
then we'll get to speak and the, and the community won't have the right to speak. And there are members of the Supreme Court that caution us in themselves and saying, this is a slippery slope. Because why would we take away the right of the public and then simply say, it's as what's in front of us today, do nothing, or you can actually have a public forum and create a process that says, you can apply and we'll consider it. They're still considering what that means because government speech further goes on and says, um, the government speech occurs if and only if the government expresses its own message through authorized agents and does not abridge private speech. I believe that this begins to abridge private speech. That's my, that's my belief. I will also say that this shouldn't be about the local faith-based community and the LGBTQ community because it really is, is there's, a, there's a point of legal matter here. And to, to make this clear as well, I just also want to share, under the Constitution, and this is right out of the Supreme Court's decision on Shirtliff, under the Constitution, a government may not treat a religious person's religious organizations or religious speech as second class. And so we have to be careful that what we're suggesting is don't listen to a group that's part of our community. And what we hear is, is there's division because there's not unity in thought here. I will offer one other um, point of understanding for me. Why is this so divisive in our community? Well, it's divisive in our nation. What's, I, I ask myself the question, what is changing? And I do believe that there is, there is something to be said for how, how we are also made up of people and we're made up of families and we have children. And so we have schools and there are controversies that are going on around us, undeniably, however you feel about it. Those controversies have different thoughts and opinions, different ideals. And this is where the word interest and ideology comes into play. So we would be fooling ourselves to, to think and sit here today that that is not playing a part in all this. So is it personal? It's personal to a lot of people with a lot of different views and values. The other, the other question that I, I can't help but ask is, in what we're going to potentially do is, is what expression is the government trying to speak? Because we didn't create these flags. The concept, though, is, is it could be for any flag that this council, if it is government speech, is we're endorsing it. But it's somebody else's speech because there's no words to it. And I would, I would suggest and argue that whether it is the pride flag or a flag that was shown here today, most of us may not know what those flags mean. But for some, there's a lot deeper meaning that sometimes what you're asking, especially with a comment, that a soldier must salute. And they do. If they're saluting flags and there's other flags up there, what goes through their mind? Because it may not be what represents them. So on one hand, is it safety? Is it the other hand, is it allegiance? The POWMIA flag is a recognized government flag. There are other flags in the city of Vacaville that were part of a, um, an acceptance that represents lands that, that, that were occupied. That is different than our, the government flags that we're talking about. But I will tell you that 
at this, at this time and place, it's not an easy decision. It doesn't, if, if the choice is to create public, a, a private um, or a government speech only, and that it only be the government flags, I will tell you, that's not the easy way out. That would, that would be based on conviction. And I will tell you, um, as, as a matter of where we will go from here, I guess there's one other comment. So if a flag doesn't fly, then we're not inclusive. We're being reduced to these sound bites. And I would argue that that's, that's beneath us. So I want you to know that no matter what, there are going to be people who are unhappy, and there are probably going to be people unhappy you know, on the council. But we will continue to serve this community no matter what happens. And that, because that's the commitment to you. So I thank everyone for, for being able to share what they want to share. And I know that this has been an opportunity after months and months for us as a council to get that, that out in us. We've needed this. So I appreciate you bearing with us and being able to share. With that though, what I will do to start this is I'm going to make the motion. This is where it all started. And at least for the, the, the subject to start, I make the motion that that we do control the flagpoles in Vacaville because what we don't need is we don't need a limited public forum. We don't need the challenges that go with it. But I, I am going to make the motion that it is the government flags that we currently fly, which is, includes the POW MIA flag. And it doesn't preclude the fact that there are banners and there are Pride Month occurs, Pride in the Park occurs, and the banners are there. But on the monument flagpoles, it is those flags, and that's the motion that I present tonight. Do I have a second? I'll second that if you include the ballot, that it goes to a ballot if the community wants to change it. That's, well, is that a friendly motion? Yes. I, I just want to go with the motion. I don't accept the friendly motion. Do I have a second? You have to hit your mic. Sorry. So I don't Will the community the still have an opportunity to put it on a ballot if they wanted to, um, city attorney? Could, in other words, could the community, if they so choose, um, besides anything that the council does, offer a ballot measure? Yes, the community could uh, put forward a, a, an initiative then if, they, if they want to change what then you're I'll, doing. Okay, then I'll second it. Okay. So I have a motion and a second. Do I have a roll call? Could you clarify that motion? Which one? Yes. Because we've been calling it 2A, 2B, 2-1. What, 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 what do you motion? So you call it just one through four. Well, hold on a second. Let me just. So is it government flags only? Is that what you're saying? Yes. But then you said POW. So are you counting that as a government flag? But yes. I don't think that that's what. Because we were, I thought that was just. It's an official flag. It's not a commemorative flag. But to my understanding, that motion was just. Well, that's fine. That's fine. I am, I'm including it because it is an official government flag. It's, a, it's recognized as an official, not a commemorative. To be, to be one. To be one. <laughs> so yeah, it's that's that's the motion in a second. 
So let's see, can the city attorney, and does that, does that include anything other than the three flags, city, state, and national, or not? Yeah, my understanding is that it's the three flags, city, uh, U.S., state, city flag. Right, so your motion is something that's not on here, which doesn't mean we can't have it, but... That motion would fall under 2B2, and with the PO, POW so, flag as So let me clarify. The, the, the POW MIA flag is regularly recognized for the city of Vacaville today, correct? No, I'm not, excuse me. Time for public comment is over. This is a discussion with our attorney. So can you explain the POW MIA flag as it is being used in the city and flies regularly? Where is that flown? That's on the county property? Okay. Well, then what I will do is I'll correct my motion if that is considered a county property, my mistake. But it, my, uh, my motion still stands on the 2BI. I'll second. Do I have a roll call? Councilmember Ritchie. So, clarification, are you doing, are you doing? It's 2B1. 2B1, 2B1. yeah. No. With nothing else. Yeah, it's just 2B1. Council you have to turn your mics on, please. No. Councilmember Silva? Nope. Councilmember Chapman? No. Councilmember Roberts? No. Vice Mayor Wiley? No. Councilmember Stockton? Yes. Mayor Carley? Yes. Uh, the motion fails. I have questions for the attorney. Is that okay? Yes, you have a question for the attorney. Uh, questions for attorney. So uh, is it within our legal purview to make these decisions? To, to make? To make these decisions on these flags? Yes. Our flag policy? Yes, it is. Okay. Um, what, uh, so I guess just a, a, another comment. Um, it, conti it continues to come up. And this is just my opinion. I, I respect different folks' opinions. It's very difficult for us to make decisions when you have different opinions, um, different, you know, different influences within our, our own right. I think we're also expected to be leaders. And as a leader, I expect us as leaders to work towards finding ways to unite our community. And if you feel that certain approaches are gonna divide us, I think it's also important that we individually understand the representative democracy that we have and we work towards bridging the gaps to where they need to be and to understand where people are coming from and how we can continue to work together to unite folks. So again, I, I, I'm not gonna reiterate what I shared earlier. Um, I absolutely feel uh, we do need some type of policy. It shouldn't be a free-for-all, uh, so to speak. Um, I think that this is going to absolutely not be an ending issue um, uh, tonight. I think this will be a continuous issue ongoing. Uh, we can unanimously support one, one decision and it's gonna continue to come back. Um, I think what our community needs is uh, our, us as leaders to continue to work 
uh, with our public and um, understand what the issues are and, and continue to address those as they come up, uh, what, with the, whatever group that may be, um, whatever issues there are. I think it's important to understand that, um, can we please clarify what, what staff, um, nothing would go on the pole where United States of America flag flies. Is that correct? So there is a, an order, a hierarchy per the, per the code. Yeah, I just, I just want to be as simple and clear as possible. No, but it will not. It thank will you. be on the third flag position in position four. Right. So just to reiterate, we're not talking about placing a flag underneath the California flag. With our current flagpole situation with three flags, the answer is no. Thank you. So no. So what we're talking about, if council wishes to, that we will uh, fly certain commemorative flags during a certain designation time, uh, during that time perspective time period, only in place of the city of Vacaville flag or underneath the city of Vacaville flag? Underneath. Underneath. Um, and then one proposal can be that we only fly one flag at a time. Is that correct? That's currently as it's proposed. Council can modify that if they desire. So I think what maybe would help be helpful uh, for tonight um, is to first uh, possibly approve um, what appears to be possibly 2B2. And then after that, we talk about uh, see where st council stands on that. And then we can have a discussion on uh, what flags we should uh, implement. Um, I think it's also important that we have um, uh, some type of process uh, to go you about make, you evaluate. Make a motion? I think we should have some type of process that we go about of how we receive requests um, and that it be something that's streamlined and, and discussed uh, as a council as those issues come up, but not something that's continuous, uh, something that we evaluate periodically, like once a year, twice okay. a year. Council Member Silva? Yeah. Under option 2B2, there would not be a public uh, opportunity to request a flag. It would have to come through a city, uh, council. city council member would have to request a flag. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's fine. All right, so then, yes, sir. Well, and just to make the point, that's the whole issue of government speech, is we're taking it away by doing so for clarification, we're taking it away from the public, which means that it has to be only the speech of this council. That's it. City Attorney, can you verify that? The, the government speech is the speech of the council. That's why it needs to come through a council person. Thank you for clarifying. So, um, so I'm gonna motion that we approve 2B2. I yes. second. Yeah, I have a question. Um, how many votes are you proposing that you need to approve a commemorative flag that's brought up by a council member? Is it going to be four out of seven or is it going to be unanimous? I'm just curious. As it's currently drafted, it shows the majority of the council. Okay. So we have a motion. We have a motion and we have a second. Yes, the as I have a comment. You have a comment? Right. So it seems to me that 2B2, which we're discussing, is pretty much what we're doing now. And no, it's not. 
except that if a person wants it, they all talk to their representative. So there's, we have seven people across the city. If someone's interested, they would contact their representative rather than right. bring it up at a city council meeting. Are you saying for the future? Yes. That, that would be incorrect. That's incorrect? Yeah, because then it wouldn't be government speech, and that would be the violation that the Supreme Court's concerned about. That, that's, that's the whole point, is, is government speech says the public doesn't have a right to the forum. And if we, they gave the avenue to say, you can tell your community they don't have the right to the forum, then it's your forum, it's your government speech. So this is the concern is, is that influence from a community can come to the council and say, fly my flag, and then the pressure is on the council to appeal to or appease for those kinds of interests. That is, that's the concern that the, the Supreme Court justices wrote about in this. So you, it doesn't allow for the public to come to you because if the public comes to you and you offer it on behalf of that, you've abridged their free speech by saying we're gonna take control. So they can't. But I don't, if the public comes to me from District 6 and says here's something that we're interested in and we have a conversation, I have a common interest, then I, as the representative, could bring it to the council. Is that correct? I would say that you, we would find ourselves in civil litigation, but I'll turn that over to the attorney because that's exactly the abridgment of government speech. Because no, otherwise, it's not too, that's, not, that's not the one that you would be offering. Government speech is government speech only. If you want to do that, that's a, that's a different offering. Am I correct? City Attorney? So, so the government speech does have to come through the council member. Through the council member. The council, the council makes a decision that that is the message that the council embraces and wants to, to send. Um, there's no restriction on how the council member comes up with that, that proposal to the council. And it becomes government speech when the majority of the council votes for it. If the majority of the council says, hey, that's not what we think, then it doesn't fly and we, I don't have a recourse. And the person I say, I brought it up, sorry, we can't do that. We can try again another time. That becomes government speech when the seven of us vote on it, not until then. Well, I, I, would, I would ask the you know, for clarification from the city attorney, because even in the staff report, government speech is the expression of ideas by the government, not of the public through the government. That is exactly the abridgment that is in the dissent, which is why the law reviews are, are carefully looking at this. I believe if we think that we're operating that way, what we're going to end up with is those who are going to be critical of what the law is are going to immediately descend on us because we are saying that we're going to do something that is not constitutionally adopted by the Supreme Court. Is that accurate, City Attorney? And your legal opinion? I'm not sure I completely uh, absorbed all of that, but, but what I will say is that, um, that government speech is the consensus of the full legislative body it doesn't come, come through the body through some application process. It has to come directly through a council member. Um, I would say that under the, under the First Amendment, um, 
we can't prohibit people from speaking to a council member and voicing their interests. And if the council member has that same interest, thinks that's an ideal that the government body wants to express, that they could bring it forward. Uh, and, and that would be um, then debated by the, by the legislative body and determined um, from there. So I second the motion. We have a we have a the motion and a second. Can I have a roll call? Councilmember Silva. Yes. Councilmember Chapman. Yes. Councilmember Robert. Yes. Vice Mayor Wiley. Yes. Councilmember Stockton. No. Councilmember Ritchie. Yes. Mayor Carley. No. The motion passes. Um, we, we have a we we do have a question for the follow up. Uh, re regarding the, the flags that we will decide on flying, will there be a follow-up council meeting or do we give you guidance and you look at which one, set criteria for what legally can and can't be flown? So as, as our city attorney shared with you, to, to identify the list of, of commemorative flags that the council as a collective body wants to uh, allow to fly, you have to go through a public meeting such as this one and identify those and, and vote on them. You can do that tonight if you're up for it, or we can bring that back to a future meeting where it would be agendized for this discussion. Now, and, I, and as I will say, this will be because it is a new practice, a new policy should you know, go forward as it, as it appears to be doing so, then um, this can be a living, breathing type process. If the council member, you know, um, in our research, some cities do it on an annual basis at the beginning of the year. Others do it on a case-by-case -case basis as things come up. Because as, as um, our city attorney pointed out, this is something that is initiated by a council member and that can come up. Right now, there's no restrictions on right. it. So, uh, did, did you have to answer the question? Yeah. Okay. Well, for the basis of, of that tonight, and given the fact that that motion is passed and there's a lot of information to digest. I would motion that the that staff bring back recommendations to do that on an annual basis at the first of the year so that it can be part of a routine that the city can manage in a more manageable way. Do I have a second? So I'm, what I'm suggesting is, is the process would begin at the, at the beginning of the year that we would not be making those determinations tonight on all the flags. I'll second that. We have a second. We mo I, that was my motion. We have a second. Roll call. I'm trying to clarify. So we're not making any decision on any flags tonight. You're suggesting that would happen in January? It, staff would bring back um, the recommendations based upon all the other flags that were there in January or the new year so for the annual process because I do know that some cities do it annually so that they don't have to do it at every it doesn't take up staff time routinely throughout the course of the year it's done once. Oh, are there other cities do that? Yes. Oh. Friendly, amendment. friendly amendment. Can we do that while also putting it on a ballot for the community to decide? Uh, we've already accepted a policy but moving forward, if we're planning for the future, can we agree as a council that this is a decision about government speech that the community should be able to weigh in on, giving us the authority to continue utilizing this policy? 
I, I think that I would ask, I hear what your friendly amendment is before I can answer that. Can the city attorney answer that? It sounds to me like then that we're creating a process for public input. I don't, I'm not sure. I asked. Yeah, that's why I'm asking. Yes, you can certainly bring back a um, an item to put to put this particular um, issue on the ballot, and the council can consider that. In the meantime, this policy would be in effect. Right. Okay. So you're asking for that with a with a discussion with a discussion on the ballot measure. Is that what you're? Sure. Re repeat your amendment. I. I I would like, I think we can make a decision now whether we w would support the city putting this on a ballot measure, whether or not our community is okay with government speech. Mr. Mayor? Yes. I, I apologize to jump in, but just to put that particular item in context, if I, if I may, in terms of what that means. So there's two um, election opportunities. Uh, the one would be the primary, which would be, uh, I believe, in March. In order to meet that, we would have to have um, an action taken by December 8th. We don't have anything no. planned in that time. And I will tell you that that particular cost of the election at the primary would be upwards of over a quarter million dollars. We could also wait till the November 24 election, um, which is more the general election, and that would run about um, 35 to $50,000. And there's, there's still time for that one. I believe it's June. Yeah. Okay. So we have time to talk about it. Let's, let's motion on two separate items. Okay. Let's not join them. I, so I won't accept that as a, as a friendly one, but that doesn't mean it can't be a motion. Okay. Um, so the, the motion was is to, to bring this back uh, the beginning of next year as one item for for uh, the discussion of the, the flags to be uh, accepted or adopted. And I think Councilmember Roberts, you second that. The staff had, it's hard to see you over there. Do you have any? <coughs> Hold on a second. Separate from the ballot, is that what Yes, let's. Um, That's fine. Because then they can be two different things. Right. The, the, the idea is, is just trying to close the loop on, on this piece of it. Mr. City Manager, are, are, are you working on this or something else? Well, thank you, Mr. Mayor. What I'm trying to make sure of, just so that we're getting this uh, correct for everybody's benefit, is, is I understand the motion. Um, that we move forward to be two and then that there was a, a motion and a second for establishing at the beginning of the year yes. the list of commemorative flags that the council will fly correct yes okay and so what i was conferring with my colleagues here is is um if that's something that we that action that intent is something that we can just put in here or if we need to actually memorialize it somehow um, for the benefit of the policy. I see. So, so that, um, I understand that. So do you think you can put it in this? I, I think we can, and I just want to clarify if that's the intent of the council, because now this is, by not doing it tonight, which I completely understand because of the hour, and, and there's a bunch of information to consider to establish the final list. 
And so I just want to clarify that it's the council's intent by putting that new language in there that you want just the one annual opportunity to do that as opposed to whenever case-by-case case basis. Well, I mean, I put, I put that out as a motion unless you wanted a discussion here as the council first. Isn't that what the green writing is? That's what I thought the green writing Isn't was, except for writing? it's not tonight. Yeah. In the, other words, the, I made a motion the, the, to bypass that tonight. The, the green writing is that if you wanted to do it tonight, and, and, and I understand deferring that. So what we can do is simply take, um, utilize this language of source to say that the council shall consider commemorative flags on an annual basis at the beginning of the year, make their selections of which flags they agree to, to fly. Can't you just substitute on the last and the green is the initial list of commemorative observ observances set forth below shall be decided at the January 2024 meeting? If something along those lines, yes. We can make it work. I'm sorry, there's been a sidebar here. Just a second. Go ahead, say that again. Just on the last sentence where it says the initial list of commemorative observances set forth below shall be updated and amended, we should, we should be... Just use that language. Don't say set forth below, shall be established at the January 2024 meeting. Yeah, I, that's what you were saying. So right. I, think, I mean, the yeah, language is there. Yes. So with that, with that uh, friendly um, uh, amendment, I accept that. So we have a... The motion is second. I accepted that amendment. Does that work for your language, Mr. City Manager? Yeah, we can make that work. Thank okay. you. Roll call. Sorry, clarify. Clarify. Sorry, that's okay. Can we just? What are we voting on? What are we voting on? So the the vote was the part that was to identify flags is to use this language, but not set forth below, but will be set forth at the. January meeting. So it will be agendized and brought back to, to finish this portion. Um, why is it not advisable to approve certain flags tonight? Well, sorry? so I made a motion in a second. We, so you asked the question, why not tonight? So the motion seconds on the floor to defer it. If you if you if you're looking to do that, we would just have to see where the roll call goes. I was just, just trying to understand. That's all. But uh, okay. So, so it's a clear on uh, Michael. Well, it's it's. I mean, no. I mean, I, I just I'm just trying to understand that. Like to me, I just I I think we've heard from the public. Why draw certain things out? Um, there's a certain set of flags that I that I think um, as a whole our community can get behind um, with our support as uh, leadership and so so what so why don't we do this why don't we do a roll call yeah sorry yeah sorry, the mic was on so, yeah. so why don't we do a roll call the motion there was a motion and a second to defer it to January and so with that we'll do a roll call if the council prefers not to it'll be based upon your vote in other words, the alternative, if you don't, is you can make you can make a different amendment. You can make a different motion. I don't want to do enough. I want to do amendment. I'm hoping we decide some stuff tonight. That's all. So okay, my vote. Oh, sorry. So, uh, well, I have a motion and a second 
unless Councilmember Roberts is rescinding his motion. Let's no. do a roll call, please. Councilmember Chapman? Yes. Councilmember Roberts? Yes. Councilmember Vice Mayor Wiley? Councilmember yes. Stockton? Yes. Councilmember Ritchie? So clarify, yes vote is to do something January 1st. Correct. The first meeting in January. First meeting in January. Not January 1st. Uh, yeah. I want, I want progress now. We're all here, but yeah. So I say, I say no. I want to get stuff done. Councilmember. Councilmember Silva? No. Mayor Carley? Yes. So this portion will be deferred. Staff will bring this back to the January meeting. Um, while there is continued business still to do on this because we haven't even begun to discuss the proclamation. Can I make a motion that the city sponsor putting this on the ballot so that the community doesn't have to? So, uh, That's my motion. motion. So. So the November ballot? The November, yeah, not the quarter of a million dollar one of taxpayer Just money. The general, the general one, okay. Yeah. So Sorry. we have a motion. Do we have a second? Just to clarify, put what on the ballot? Like what would it say? To put on the ballot whether or not the community wants us to exercise government speech on government flagpoles that are funded by the community and taxpayer money. Our legal right, that's what you're saying? If they want us. Sorry. Sorry, guys. That, that, that's what I said. Like, Sorry, just to you want us to clarify if we have the legal right, the public to clarify if we have the legal right to do that? No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that we need their legal approval. I'm saying that they're citizens and it's a government flagpole and yeah. that they have the right to determine whether or not we utilize government speech and speak on behalf. We're their government. So we're speak, if we're going to speak on behalf of them, I think they should have a say in that. Only on so hold on a second. Only on the this is only the flag. Did you have a comment? No, just wanted to. The um, flag. Only on the flag item. Only on the flag. The proclamation, we have a policy. I think we need to discuss that, but, but only on the flag. The initiative that you want placed on the ballot. Would be for the November. See. November of 24? No, November of next year, the presidential the pre election. Not, not, the, not the one that would cost us the quarter of a million, the one that was much less. Do, I, do we have a second? I'll second. Do we roll call? Councilmember Roberts? No. Vice Mayor Wiley? No. Councilmember Stockton? Yes. Councilmember Ritchie? No. Councilmember Silva? No. So people cannot speak? Yeah, you guys spoke for, you guys speak every meeting. Yeah. People speak every meeting. Yeah, okay, let's continue with the roll call. Councilmember Chapman? No. Mayor Carley? Yes. Uh, the motion fails. I, I did have a question for the city attorney. Go ahead. Um, Melinda, because it's voted on by the council, um, it would have to be a community-initiated or community-based ballot initiative, right, to overturn what we voted on for the council, not a council-based initiative. 
I think you could do it as a council-based initiative because it's not necessarily to overturn. It's more to um, ratify or, or okay. determine the, yeah. the will of the people. Mm -hmm. yeah. Thanks. Buttons. Yeah. Let's move on to the proclamation uh, discussion. Yeah, I'll open it up to the council for discussion. And just so the public understands, the, the time for public comment on all these issues was during public comment. This is this is a collection of items that was brought as one item to the to the council. So both of them are being addressed. So it's opened up to the to the council. I'll go ahead and start since I'm the one that motion put Council this on here. Go ahead. Um, yeah, so I motion put this on here. Um, yeah, historically it's been the mayor that does the proclamations at his discretion or his or her discretion. And what got me thinking about this particular piece is because of what happened in June, where is if it would if there was a formalized process or went through the council where somebody requested it through the city and it ended up on the, even the consent calendar, this, the whole media thing would never have been an issue in the first place because it would have been established like this is a process you have to follow about maybe 30 days before you want it done. You have to request it and then the, the council can vote on it. And part of that is because in the proclamation itself it says on behalf of the city council is if we don't even see the proclamation beforehand, how can it be on behalf of us if we have no input on that proclamation itself? Um, that is one of the reasons why I wanted to bring it to the council so we can discuss it openly and get feedback on it. I know there are some issues like what happened in, was it Richmond maybe? Yeah, Richmond that, was a five that hours. A, that a five hour item based on a proclamation. Uh, so there are some downsides to everything on it. Um, yeah, so that's that's the main reason I brought it up. So okay. if any other council members had any thoughts or... Well, I, my comment is, um, you know, I inherited it as the role. Um, we're, we're all each members of this council as the mayor. Generally elected to the entire body have certain roles and responsibilities. This is one that by policy appears as if somehow I have... Uh, you know, sole discretion. The reality is, is it's, this is a policy that effectively is a limited public forum. It's, it's of words. And so the, the one discretion, if it falls under certain elements, is generally they're going, to, they're going to be approved. My understanding and speaking and understanding from the former mayors, not a single proclamation has ever been denied. So this is a come one, come all. This is also not, proclamations have have, um, the, there's no official outcome of a proclamation. Now the council does get to vote on items and consent that affect the whole council's message. But the idea behind a proclamation is they're ceremonial. They're, they're, it could be internal, which is on the staff report, that it's, a, it's for recognition for an employee. If it's external, Somebody's retiring. They're usually items that um, they're not ideological. They're they're not religious based. I mean, they're they're pretty strict. And it was easy for me from day one to read and review them and say, I know how to do this. And I asked staff some questions. So even at that, the policy worked 
and works very well. The, uh, with respect to the request from the Solano Pride Center, what was presented to me looked very different than the, you know, the proclamation that, that, was, that I eventually signed. And it's because I have the discretion to do that. And so the point is, is there's nothing out of this other than um, it, is, it is a bit symbolic, but there's, there's nothing behind it that says this is an official position. Those always have to come to the council. And everyone has a, you know, has a vote on it. Those go to consent. Um, so, I, I mean, my, my belief is, is one could argue other than the, the policy that we have right now, that there are issues in here that are that could be seen as vague, such as you know, related. Regardless of whether a proclamation qualifies under one of the categories above, proclamations related to matters of ideological or religious beliefs, individual conviction, political and legislative issues, which could come to the council, will not be issued. And so this is where provocation occurs when you look at what could be in somebody's, you know, what they're offering to say, here's what we would like you to, to enter into a proclamation and, and look at that and say, well, I'm going to eliminate this. I'm not going to use those words because they could show what could be divisive in individual convictions. And so the former mayors prior to me have followed, two other mayors have followed this, and it seems to have worked well. I will, I will say, though, what is ideological? I mean, there's words in here that is, it can be ambiguous. You know, in this current discussion, the staff report uses words like creed. Well, that's not in here. So there is, there is some ambiguity in it. I certainly don't recommend that this turns into a process that we see in some of our other cities that, that completely divide our communities. Mm -hmm. That would divide it all the time. We, we've seen it. Uh, in a neighboring city that decided to take up the issue of you know, which side of a war over in, you know, in Israel to stand with. And, and it's, the, here and we get into symbolism sometimes and we weigh into areas around the world because they mean something to us. It is why are we doing this? What is our local business? Those are examples and we're seeing them in the news left and right right now. So I personally don't believe that we need to you know, somehow turn this into I want a whereas, I want a whereas, and I want a change, I want a friendly amendment on that whereas, because that's what they do when yeah. they open it up to the council. So yeah. I caution you, you know, in thinking that. I appreciate, yeah. I appreciate your point because your position was it shouldn't just weigh heavy on one person, yeah. we should all share it. I appreciated when you said that to me. Yeah, and another reason, but like, well, yeah, you'll, I think you'll do great with all the proclamations, but who knows, he'll be in your seat in the future. And another piece, which is in our proclamation policies, proclamations related to city-sponsored events, programs, or in recognition of outstanding community service as determined by the mayor, will be read and presented at city council meetings. We've had issues in the past where last minute after arrangements have already been made for somebody to be present at a council meeting to receive a proclamation where it's been canceled by a mayor even after other stuff has happened, and that was at the discretion of the mayor. And while that wasn't you, that has happened in the past where inconvenienced entire family, 
a bunch of coworkers, students, everything, and leaving it that discretion, yeah, causes, yeah. Well, I would, I would, so. I agree with you that um, if it's if it's agendized to do something, I would hope that the the idea that as mayor or anyone in the future would think that I'm just going to pull something because I'm not going to recognize. If we follow the policy of what should be there yeah. and we have good communication, we should mm -hmm. avoid it. Yeah. There's a procedure here. Yeah. Yeah. Established timeline. So yeah. And I and I assure you that I have done everything I can with any of you. And and I've even men mentioned if you have something, mm -hmm. by all means, bring it to me. And again, this is open to the public. It is written so that if you decided that you wanted to honor somebody who was you know, re either retiring or having a 100th birthday, it's, it can be anniversary. anniversary. I mean, it's interesting, but our staff does this. And so it is not something that this whole council is taking action, which is why these don't go in front of the whole council. So it's not usurping the authority of council because behind them, there isn't any any action of authority. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, I mean, I agree with a lot of stuff you're saying, but the problem I have with it's on behalf of, so it's, say it's something that one of the council members doesn't have to agree with, you're saying it's on behalf of the council, and they never even had an opportunity to review it. Like, tonight we've right. had a no vote saying, so it can be established that that particular person or other people okay. agree with or don't agree with how it's proceeding. So would you, would you, are you looking for a language change that maybe to say that it doesn't say on behalf of the council? On behalf of council or, or more, I, I don't really know how to word it. That's one of or the reasons why, of the I wanted to, why I wanted to bring it to right. this so we can discuss no, it. I, I understand. So we can discuss it openly and not have to sure. worry about brown right. issues. Yeah. The very thing that, that we like to do is be able to have a conversation. Yeah, and it's, and it's very difficult if we can only talk to one or two other people about an item, uh, which is why I'd want to bring it here so we can have that okay. open discussion. Any anyone else have any thoughts on that, Councilmember Stockton? So, if it's going to say on behalf of the City Council, uh, I think I'm I would be I'm neither here nor there on changing the language of that. Um, I think the policy works fine the way that it is right now. You've been very responsive. You know, we had little leaguers, we've had um, folks that have achieved academic excellence and a, and a variety of other things. I think it's fantastic. Um, if, if it becomes a problem, I, I think that we can re-agendize this, but if you want to hash out something else now, the only thing that I would say is if we're going to say anything on, if we're going to make a proclamation on behalf of the city council or the city, um, I just would want to know if it's going to be a simple majority or if it's going to be, because he's the only one that's elected at large. We all represent districts, which represents Vacaville, right? But if he's making the proclamation as a mayor, and the reason why I think that the responsibility has traditionally fallen to him is because he's elected at large and he represents everyone. So I would just say that um, if, if we are going to tr you know, change the language so that if the mayor decides for whatever reason they don't want to do it, that it would take a unanimous council to be able to use that language in there for that sort of proclamation. That's, those are just my thoughts. Any other thoughts? I have one question. Sure. On the policy, it says that um, what the person is supposed to do, and it says proposed text for the proclamation, including four to six whereas clauses. Do you get that for most pe places, people, yes. or do you not? Uh, I do, and some of them because 
some of them are annual. They're for certain types of events, and there's consistent language. Um, sometimes there's just recognition awards that don't even read like a proclamation. It's, it's like I said, it's ceremonial, symbolic, but the language usually is in support of whatever it is, and so people usually do. But if it's coming from the council, that is the ask. If you're thinking you're trying to, to do something and promote something through a proclamation, you could come up or work with somebody with the language and a few whereas's. It's just that's positive. But there are other things that I, that I do as well, and uh, staff is very helpful, and that is, is just recognition. Not everything has to be a proclamation. So we do a lot of that as well. But this is the proclamation policy that we've been following since uh, 2017. And the truth is, is it was adopted because of the discussions that were going on by the council regarding a proclamation for Pride Month. That's, that was the, the foundation. It was in the staff report, but I, w I remember being in the council meeting when that happened. So this was the guideline that came out of that. Mr. City Manager, am I correct on that? I believe so. Yes, that's my understanding. Okay. So I will just kind of echo what Councilmember Roberts said. It is kind of interesting sometimes to hear a proclamation on behalf of the council when it's being presented when we haven't seen it. But I understand it's all sometimes difficult to get that out to everyone. Um, so I guess my question is, if there was ever anything that you wondered whether the council would agree with something, that you would bring it before us just to let us see. And if it's just like a standard thing, just if you if you said, I wonder how this you know will go, just look ask us but if it's like someone's birthday or someone's anniversary you know we don't need to see every proclamation so. absolutely and i think that that was uh, to help help for, for staff in the staff report it listed it listed all the proclamations going back years and how they categorized them i think i think that was helpful not only for the public but also for the council that it is one of those things that we've been doing for years and sometimes you wonder why you know how did it start why do you do it at, a, at last night's council meeting, there was a proclamation from Senator Dodd during just business from the floor. And so a lot of those can be just symbolic for a, a career's worth of work. Um, it, it just depends upon what it is, but there's a lot of them out there. So people who retire from the city of Ackerville, and I think there's a whole list of them, but you can see that there's, you know, some, something for a day, you name the name, or in recognition of a retiree. So that, that's outlined in this staff report, but I'm not sure what other, other question you have. Yeah. I'm gonna make a quick request. Yes. So just a quick request, and I don't know where council stands on this, but what I would suggest uh, is just adding an amendment to this that would say any proclamations are just CC'd to city council members. And uh, that oh, could yeah. be something that could be added on to consent calendar if we need to update this particular policy. I, I can't, we can't vote on it, so oh, okay. is, is that right? Um, City Attorney, do we have to make a motion or? Yes, thank you uh, for the clarification. Because it does not include a, a requested action tonight, it would be advisable that you just direct us to include that and we can bring that back at your next available meeting. So just like a general thumbs up to bring it back would work for you? Sure. So, so just for clarification. I just need more than your thumb. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
I, sometimes it's hard in government to think that just to CC the rest of the council on something can't just be a procedural item and has to be voted on. It has to be voted on just to CC it to the council. I mean, I'm willing to do it officially, but it's that's, that's it's, I, I get it. I don't want to set up any. We'll, we'll, we'll make that's, it, that's if, if, if honestly, I, I Mr. Mayor, if it's simply a matter of copying everybody because you all want every proclamation that comes out of the office, we can certainly do that without a motion tonight. Can I just direct staff to do that? I will make sure that happens. Yeah, I think that's easy enough. It's coming your way. Done. So I would appreciate that. It is important because there are times when you don't see what's out there. Then you go, oh, this is what the proclamation is. So that's fair. That's very reasonable. Any other uh, comments or issues with the proclamation policy that needs to either be discussed or amended? Just, just want to clarify for maybe more so for the public. Um, so the current process is to email the mayor. You have to give the mayor time to review it. You have to give staff time to review it. Um, and it would be highly advisable to do that within uh, 30 days, correct? Yes. And it's listed in the policy. Um, and yeah. this policy is mostly in the, in the staff report. But. So where is the policy printed for the public so they saw it if they were interested in doing a proclamation? Where do they find that? City manager. It's on the city's website. Under proclamations? Or? I, 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 Tell I you what, we'll, 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 we'll figure out just exactly where it is and, and make sure everyone gets a notification. Yeah, <laughs> I just want the public yes. to have the link. Yes. So. Any other thoughts? The night is young. <laughs> John. <laughs> I didn't hear you. Are we good? Yeah. Because I, I, I know you brought it up. I just want to make sure that you're satisfied. I would, I would just say I understand that there has been a couple times when you were looking to get something done. And I, as I was newer. That wasn't necessarily. I know. I know. I'm just saying part of the things is streamlining the processes and uh, you know I I assure you I'll be very responsive in that you know I I may have assumed that you would have brought that and then I left it in on you but we didn't communicate on that because other than other than the Brown Act meeting sometimes we just have to call each other yes we have a comment councilmember Richie quick quick comment um, when it comes to the proclamation I've only done one um, and to John's defense, um, uh, I didn't. I gave him probably 72 hours, like, and I had no idea what he put on there. I, I just briefly said, please do this for this event, um, honoring a group of women. I drove to the golf resort, I pulled out the envelope, and it was perfect. So, um, I, I do feel that we all work together, and like this is a very healthy debate tonight. But um, whatever amendments. At this point, I'm so tired. I don't know what you guys are talking about, but I, I do have faith that he will do the right thing and we give him the time. I didn't give him the time. He's still the right thing. So I, I just, I, I need to make sure, like, I don't feel like we're picking on him. Like, I, I, 30 days, probably gave him, I literally gave him three days. And he just, I was very, very proud to be able to do the proclamation and had the faith that he was going to do the right thing and, he, and, and it did. So thank you for that. So whatever the, I, I'll support wherever they feel, 
because my experience was great. And I, I'm going to give recognition to the staff that, that does most of the work behind the scenes and because we have a great staff. Thank you over there. Yes. Appreciate it. I think that uh, I think uh, you have all the action items. Are we good? We're ready to go home, absolutely. <laughs> well, I, I want to thank everyone again. I know this, this night has been long. At times it's contentious. But please, let's understand one thing. We are a community that, that only chooses to be divided. What we have to do is, is accept the fact that our differences define us. And it is the question that I've always felt, especially in all my years of service. Uh, we come to work generally when we represent you as an elected body, wanting to do what's best for you and to do the right thing. Our intentions and actions are really a challenging thing. We are often judged by the actions, how you see whatever the response is. Up close, you give a lot more grace because you understand someone. From a distance, it's, it, can, it can be very positional and defensive and divisive. Inclusion doesn't mean I have to agree. None of us have to agree with each other, or you, or you, us. The ask is, is just to respect and have civil discourse. That's what we've lost. And to say, how can we help the person who says they don't feel safe because a flag doesn't fly? That's wrong. I would rather that a flag doesn't have to fly or something that says, I don't, and the symbolism is good for somebody, but not everybody want, it says they're going to want this. So how do we as a governing body represent everyone? And so I appreciate the concerns that come from the council. So procedurally, it, it sometimes looks like a yes is a yes for and a no is against. So you're either for us or you're against us. And that's just not the truth. It's in the nuances of the decisions, in the details. And we want to be judged on those, and yet we don't often do that. And with that, and I think staff needs to, they've worked hard for the last few days. They should get, they should <laughs> not have to come in as early as they normally do. Uh, thank you. So I'm gonna, so just for the, for the sake of just a clarifying question, there's a gentleman who, who's asked to raise a flag, and so this falls under the Shirtliff case. And just so in closing, so that you get your answer, the, the council decided to remove the public forum aspect of it, which removes your right to have the flag flown. The council wasn't unanimous, but the council adopted a government speech and from here forward, then that is the decision. I, I had mentioned to, I believe I had mentioned to you that while this is under review, 
that everything is on hold because we have a legal decision to, to make, and that's what's being made today. So. But, the, but the language says no religious flags, the separation of church and state. So that trumps not having public speak. That's, that's true. the reason why it won't be flo flown, because it's a religious flag. That's right. So, so hold on a second. Hold Mr. On a Mayor, second. We're having Mr. A discussion. Mr. Mayor, I I'd suggest we so I'm gonna shut end this, this down. What I want to do, talk. just for clarification, so there's no more conversation from the floor. I appreciate we can talk afterwards. But for clarification, just so you know, one final comment. The separation of church and state, the establishment clause, was not to say that, that government is to exclude religious. That's why I read that statement, is, is it doesn't create a second class group. They were saying it's equal. But if it becomes government speech, then it precludes it from being a religious flag. And that is in our policy moving forward. Endorsing a soul. That's right. So prior to this, the ask was there. Mr. City Manager? So not to nitpick the language, but your, your, your correction is correct that um, with the policy that you formulated tonight with government speech, the council is precluded from endorsing a religious or political flag. That's right. Just so it's clear, because that's a question, so. Solely. So, huh? Solely, like it can't just be one, correct? It's all. Yeah. It's in the policy. And that's based upon the Supreme Court as well. So with that, I want to thank you all for your patience. And uh, with that, we're going to adjourn. Thank you and good night. Back at home.